It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, company directors escape jail after Hertfordshire builder killed. British Muslim leaders call for safety training and man charged with smashing Hitchin church windows. BBC Three Counties Radio. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail despite pleading guilty to the corporate manslaughter of one of their workers. Gareth Jones from Welling Garden City died instantly when a garden wall fell on top of him in St Albans in January 2013. Welling-based Linley developed was fined £200,000. Its directors, Trevor Hyatt and Alfred Barker, were each given six-month sentences suspended for two years. Gareth's widow, Leanne Jones, spoke outside St Albans Crown Court. No matter what sentence was bespoiled today, it's never going to make up for the loss of Gareth. Myself and my young son, Casey, have received what feels like a life sentence. A life without a husband and a life without a father. British Muslim leaders have said that pilgrims travelling to Saudi Arabia for the annual Hajj should be given safety training. More than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday in a crush. It's not known if any of those who died are British, but the Foreign Office is enlarging its team in Saudi Arabia to gather more information. The family of murdered Dunstable man Adam Fennelly say there is no justification for the brutal and horrific manner in which he was killed. They issued a statement after two men were given life sentences for the killing at a traveller's site at Nash near Milton Keynes. Luton Crown Court heard Addie McAllister and Gemma Price had inflicted a savage beating on the 31-year-old father of three in March this year and left him to die in a field. Britain is to launch its own investigation into vehicle emissions testing following the Volkswagen scandal. The UK regulator, the Vehicle Certification Agency, will work with car makers to rerun lab tests. The new chief executive of Volkswagen will be announced this morning. A man has been charged with a series of vandalism attacks in Hitchin and Letchworth. They include the smashing of stained glass windows at St Mary's Church in Hitchin. More from Lee Agnew. 38-year-old Christopher Batterson from Rundles in Letchworth is accused of seven attacks. They also include damage to the windows of St Paul's Church in Letchworth, paint thrown onto the Broadway cinema floor and onto the wall of the Gasik Temple. Paint was also thrown onto three post boxes in Letchworth and onto a bronze statue at Howard Gardens. He's due to appear in court next month. A homeless man from Dunstable who's been diagnosed with cancer says his attempts to get emergency housing have fallen on deaf ears. Gary Harrington stayed with his mother for two nights in her sheltered accommodation. Central Bedfordshire Council say she isn't allowed to take him in, but say they have been in discussion with Mr Harrington since February and have urged him to contact them again with any new information. In sport, Lewis Hamilton was fifth in a rain-drenched first practice for Sunday's Japanese Grand Prix. The second session is underway now. The Stevenage driver leads the championship by 41 points with six races remaining. The weather here, a chilly start but staying dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, it was almost smooth. It was almost smooth. I'm so sorry, guys. Here we go. That's smooth. Thank you.
Right. I'm ready now. I can do this. Now I can do this now. There we go. It's getting ready for the show, isn't it? Get ready. Hi. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC, Three Counties Radio, Stuff and Ting, Stuff and Ting. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Whoa, dude, what's that playing? Hang on a second. Oh, it's, uh, do you know what's still playing on my computer from yesterday? You can this. see what it is. And the sky is gray. Flip it, it's the Beach Boys, like 22 hours later. I've been for a long still trying to ram California Dreaming down my ear hole. No, no, no. Put that up your surf pipe and smoke it. They probably would have done. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Yesterday it was limp um, uh, rock. Today it's hard bands. I want hard bands and hard singers. Um, Phil Linnett, hard. Phil Linnett. He's the, well. I think that's the correct way of pronouncing Phil Linnett. Oh. Do you know? Well, do you know who Phil Linnett? No. Flipping heck. Betsy, good to have you back, by the way. Thanks, mate. Is he some sort of sex pistol? Um, yeah. it, well, he was, but he wasn't. Cool. He was married. Here, you get it from this. It's like I'm talking to my mum. Here, get it from this, mum. He was married to um, to Leslie Crowther's daughter. My mum would go, oh, yeah, him. I know who Leslie Crowther is, but I don't know his daughter. Oh. <laughs> but Phil Linnett did. Phil Linnett was married to her. Right. You don't know who Phil Linnett... Most people will pronounce it Linnett. I still don't know. I know Des Lynham. <laughs> I wonder if Des Lynham and but Phil Linnett are married. They're related. Rock. He can rock. How can you not know who Phil Linnett is? Because I'm substantially younger than you. Ay, ay, ay. What I, okay, um, guys, guy, guys. I'm talking to you. I've got this. Um, can someone phone up? And don't, when you speak to Kelly, don't tell her who Phil Linnett is. You're just going to phone up and say, I want to help. <laughs> 03459 455 555. You phone up and say, I want to help. And then we'll put you on air, and using the power of song, you can tell the girls who fill in it. Don't Google it! I'm not Googling you. it. You! I heard you rattling you. it. You! I was, I you! was moving my mouse to select the right sources. Your mouse does not make that noise! I was doing that. Ooh, oh, she's you. good. She's good. She's good, Get officer. Excuse for anything. She's good. 03459 455 555. Phone up and just say, I want to help. So anyway, he's hard, is he? Oh, hard nails. as hard as nails! Oh man, I mean, you've never seen anyone so hard on stage. I bet I have. Um, who else was hard? Elvis. Susie Sue. Susie Sue was very miss. hard. Not as hard as Susie Quattro. Mm, so, oh, no, I, could, I think I could have hey. Susie Quattro. I'd love to see that. She um, kicked the can in Devil Gate Drive. Can, can weighs nothing. No, mate. Susie Quattro was the, the female Fonzie. She was in Happy Days as Leather Tuscadero. Yeah, I know. She was the female equivalent of the Fonz. And I remember thinking back then, even at the age of about seven or eight, I could have her. I'd like to see that. Now, OK, I'm, 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 well, I'm the arbiter oh. of what is hard. I'm the um, king of hardness, and I'm putting Quattro on that list. And I'm taking Susie Sue off, just to spite you. All right, I dare you to tell her that. I can't, I'm busy. I, I Chrissy Hind looks a bit mean. Yeah, Chrissy Hind's Chrissy hard. Chrissy Hind, unpredictable. Uh, big yeah. backhander. Un unpredictable. Dangerous. Dangerous. That means dangerous. dangerous. You really, you, you just, you, you get in a car with Chrissy Hind, is she going to be nice? Is she going to be nasty? What, what the hell is going to, mm. what the hell is going to happen? You just never know. 03459. Do you remember we saw her at that award ceremony? Four I was thinking, five. who's that old lady sitting there no, wearing a man's jacket? No, you weren't thinking in, that. With her shades on. No, you oh, weren't thinking Chrissy that. Hind. No, you weren't thinking that. Was? You said, out loud, 
Who's that old fella over there? I recognise him. I never said old fella. Kelly, back me up on this. That I remember very little from that night. Because <laughs> oh, we were just snogging. It was all night. <laughs> Oh three four five nine. We spent a lot of time holding hands, didn't we? That we night? did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. girls. Okay. Yeah. You can be quiet now. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I can't believe we don't know who Phil Lynn is. We'll, we'll explore that throughout the show. On to slightly more serious things. The directors of a Hertfordshire building have escaped jail despite pleading guilty to corporate manslaughter. 28-year-old bricklayer Gareth Jones was working on a project in St Albans two years ago when a wall collapsed and it killed him instantly. Trevor Hyatt and Alfred Barker from Lindley Developments were each sentenced to six months suspended for two years. Uh, Catherine, just remind us what happened in this case. Okay, Lindley Developments is a construction firm. They're based in Welling Garden City. And in January 2013, they started building a three-bedroom home in Mile House Lane in St Albans. Now, this property was going to come with a garden storeroom. They started work on this outhouse first with the idea of building it next to a garden wall. The trouble was the plans the team was given to work with was incomplete. Uh, the court heard that the firm failed to get a structural engineer to assess the site before they started digging the foundations of this garden storage room and the prosecution suggested that if they had they would probably have found that the wall needed to be rebuilt but rebuilt he said it was only soil on the garden side of the wall that prevented it from falling over now as it was 60 tons of soil clay and chalk was removed over a number of days to leave the foundations to the wall exposed and when leveling work was carried out so that the storeroom was at the same level as the neighboring storeroom one of the workers suggested the wall would need underpinning, but apparently at this point he was brushed off, well, repeatedly, something that defence uh, denied. But what we do know is that the work continued, and on the 30th of January, just before two o'clock, that garden wall collapsed, crushing Gareth Jones. Now, despite his colleagues' best efforts, nothing could be done to save him. The court was told that no steps had been taken by the company to prevent the wall collapsing or to protect the people working there from danger. And here's the thing: they've not been the, the directors of the company haven't been sent to prison, but they, they've no. got to pay a fine. Yeah. Well, the judge imposed a six-month sentence, but that's been suspended for two years. Um, that's on Trevor Hyatt, uh, the managing director, and Alfred Barr the project manager. Suspended sentence means that unless you do something wrong within that time frame, you're not going to prison. Uh, both pleaded guilty to contravening two health and safety regulations, which led to Gareth's death. And Judge Andrew Bright said a structural engineer should have been employed to inspect that wall before any excavation work was undertaken. He fined Trevor Hyatt, as you say, £25,000, ordered both men to pay nearly £38,000 in cost and fined the company £200,000. Uh, and how, uh, well, how has his death affected his family? Well, Gareth left a wife who you'll be talking to later on and a son who was just two years old uh, Leanne Jones, Gareth's wife, says his death has had an immeasurable impact on their lives He was my everything he, um, he was not just my husband, he was my best friend he was um, Casey's daddy he was, he was his hero he was um, Gareth was only 28 but he was uh, he was born to be a daddy he was yeah, he was just the most proudest moment when Casey was born and both they had, a little, they had a special bond. And Leanne hopes that um, his death won't be in vain. The one tiny good thing could come out of Gareth's death would be that another building firm or construction firm would be, be reading about it or seeing it on the news and would maybe double think about their health and safety and what, what, 
what procedures they're putting in for their employees. Okay, what happens now? Well, in sentencing, the judge imposed a publicity order, which basically means the firm has to declare its guilt over this on its company literature. This will have an adverse effect, of course, on future income, and it's the reason why the judge didn't impose a more substantial fine. A civil case will now be brought against the company to compensate for the loss of Gareth's earnings going forward. And later on in the programme, you'll be speaking to Lynn, uh, Leanne Jones, who is Gareth's widow. Oh, dear, very sad. Terrible. Thank you very much, Catherine. 03459 if you know who Phil Linnett is well if you don't know who Phil Linnett is you shouldn't be working in BBC local radio so like a, I, should, I definitely shouldn't my first clue let's let's see if we can go with a series of clues for the girls uh, he was married he's one of the hardest men in rock and he was married to Leslie Crowther's daughter I mean I know Leslie Crowther but that's embarrassing I'm sad what happened to Leslie Crowther wasn't it crashed his roller did he oh flipping heck Oh, flip! Leslie Crowther crashed his roller was and couldn't. It was um, was in a coma for ages, and when he came back, oh dear, he wasn't very well. He was, um, I think, he was very ill for the rest of his life. Oh, I just remember him having a very strangely dark haircut for a man very, of his age. Very, very dark. Hair. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A10, it's been partially blocked southbound because of an accident at the M25 junction 25 for Enfield. It's because of an accident involving a coach and another vehicle, so there's been a fuel spillage. It's down to a single lane going past the roundabout. In Hatfield on Cavendish Way, that's been closed between College Lane and St Albans Road West at the Comet roundabout for a police incident. And on the M1, we've just had a report from Mike saying that on the M1 southbound at Luton, on the exit slip road at junction 11, a lorry's broken down there. On the M1 elsewhere, there's roadworks between junction 12 and and 11 for Dunstable, so expected to get busy later on this morning. And Thameslink are reporting disruption between Moorgate and Fintry Park with delays of 20 minutes, and some trains might be diverted to King's Cross instead at short notice. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy! Yes? You're young in body, but I mm-hmm. make up that you are very, very old in... What? Spirit... in um, world, worldly wideness, this. Oh, okay. What makes you think that? Just because. So I'm going to ask oh, you a question you. that Catherine's not been able to answer, that Kelly's <laughs> not been able to answer. I've got a feeling that you'll be able to answer. Okay. Why don't you tell the boys and girls listening who Phil Linnett is? I don't know. <laughs> Flip it. I mean, what the flip is going on with people today? Shame on, shame on all of you. Shame on all of you. You right, Kelly? Uh-huh. You've yeah. got the look that my boys have when they've just done something. I've walked in the room and they're doing something very naughty, like, I don't know, Googling Phil Linnett. I don't care who that is. I was looking at uh, Kath and we just had a little look at each other and it was funny. Your microphone's off. I'm talking. face! Yeah. Your face is you doing a face. And it's this. Let's do the headlines, is it? 6.17, it's Friday, thank you. God for that. The 25th of September, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, if you've got a Rage Our Diary, now's a great time to tick it. Oh, you're not allowed to say that. I'm sorry. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail after one of their workers was crushed to death by a collapsed wall. British Muslim leaders have called for more safety training after more than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday. And a homeless man from Dunstable who's been diagnosed with cancer says his attempts to get emergency housing have fallen on deaf ears. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. What have you got, Frizzlies? Can you beat 
leaving his scooter behind. Yes, I've left my knickers behind. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And he had been replaced with a baby grey budgie. What? Yes, it's been replaced. bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Yes, the idea of preparing for Monty Python made me aware that I enjoy being on stage, enjoy being in front of a live audience. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. Would you sue your neighbour, your friends, if your child got hurt on one of their trampolines? bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. laughing at we were both rifling through our records and all of a sudden jumped up that was an abrupt fade wasn't it it was like being a teenager and having your mum coming up the stairs it was really um those guys um so you still don't know who phil Lynott is no i wasn't loud boys upstairs okay let's go to the um um let's go to the phones kelly who have we got on the phones to uh, who said uh, who wants to help guys uh on fader two yeah is uh this week, all next as well. It's Thordy's Fredrickson. Thunder, uh, what's it? Hair. Thunder hair. Happening on Sunday. There we go. Thundercrackers. <laughs> and on Fader 3. <laughs> I call it, yes. 
is... Okay, no one's called no. in. Why don't no. you just say that? So never, this Lazy. is the problem with your generation, generation, MTV generation. It's all these snappy little, little. oh, I've got to do a snappy, oh, snappy line, oh, snappy, but ask a question, oh, snappy line, oh, get a laugh from my friends, oh, oh, I can't focus for more than two, two minutes, 30 seconds because of pop videos. Well, why don't you just answer a flipping question, mate? Why don't you just say I've got nothing? Ah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, lazy. We're Generation X. We're ge- we're baby boomers. Can't hear Oh mate. no, we're not. We're um, we're the baby boomers. No, we're not. Shush. Your parents. Right, your they- microphone's off. We're the baby boomers. She's the MTV generation. God help Generation X. Your mic's back we're on. We're Generation X. She. Betsy's mic's back on. It doesn't make me lazy if I came up with a good. Um... Didn't say I didn't say lazy, mate. Did you hear me use the word lazy? I did. I was talking to Katharina. Well, Katharina is. Um, uh, uh, I meant uh, lazy for not ringing us up. And oh, don't you yeah. answer that. Don't finish that thought. What for? What for? <laughs> what for? What for? You said Katharina is a, and you were going to say something rude. Well, the word I was going to say. I know what you're going to say. No, you don't. No, well, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> you, you need to learn how to mouth words without noise coming out. <laughs> Because I, I I want you to go back and listen to that tape. Stop it. I was going to say bummerina. No. <laughs> I realise that's not actually, it's not an insult, doesn't mean anything. It's not a word on any level. Funny though. It's not a nice description, mind, is it? No, seriously, you need to learn how to mouth words because all, all, all of us are uh, slightly panicking now. If anything came out there, sincere apologies. Right, have you got a script for this? Yeah. Let's do it. Yesterday, Gary Harrington came to our studios for help. He's found himself in a desperate situation and claims that nobody's helping. (laughs) Gary's been homeless since February, but as a single man, he's not a priority for housing. Uh, The thing is, this week, he's um, been diagnosed with cancer. So uh, the sofa surfing, I hate that phrase. Let's let's, let's ban the phrase sofa surfing. Unless Gary says it, I'm not going to pick him up on that, but... Uh, it just it, it means dossing at people's houses. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. Uh, uh, anyway, Catherine, um, it, it's not. It's a pretty poor situation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's having a really tough time. As you said, he was made homeless in February, and what happened was his tenancy came to an end, and he just couldn't find anywhere that would take him on because he's on housing benefit. Now, at this point, his father had died at the beginning of the year in January. Oh, a couple of months later, his brother died too. Oh, the only family he's got left is his mum. She lives in sheltered accommodation. For a while he was staying with her, then that was found out and, you know, obviously it's not on, so he was told to move along. Now, fortunately, he had friends that were prepared to put up with him and so he slept on their sofas for a few months. But this week, things got much worse. He was diagnosed with cancer. He's got a letter from his GP to say he desperately needs emergency housing. He's also approached his MP, Andrew Salou, for help. Now, we spoke to Andrew, who has assured us that he's on the case and he's already spoken to the council, so he hopes to have an outcome as soon as possible. So, hopefully, he'll get a house pretty soon, then, will he? You you would think so. He hasn't been housed yet, and that's despite a letter from his GP, which we've seen, saying that in light of his recent diagnosis, the council should try to find him emergency housing as soon as possible. But we've had a statement from Central Bedfordshire Council. The thing is, right, he, he told us that he went to Central Bedfordshire, a young woman um, spoke to him and he said she didn't seem bothered, she didn't seem to understand the urgency. Now, the statement um, from Julie Ogley, Director of Social Care, says Central Bedfordshire Council will always do its utmost to support anyone who approaches our housing service and wishes to apply as homeless. We deal with every case on an individual basis to make sure those who are in absolute need are looked after appropriately. be interesting to hear what Gary has to say about the way he was dealt with. Um, Having regard to the criteria established through homelessness legislation, we would only consider a single homeless person to be a priority need and thereby offer them temporary accommodation if they are vulnerable. He's got cancer. That's quite vulnerable. Where there are health considerations, we would accept they're vulnerable if they were less able to cope than any ordinary person who became homeless. 
We've been in discussion with Mr Harrington about his housing needs since February when he left his private accommodation. Yeah, he's now got cancer. Mm. During that period, he was provided with emergency accommodation at a project run by a charity. Although Mr Harrington is not on the council's housing register, he was given advice about making an application. We've advised Mr Harrington to contact the council for a further assessment in light of any new information, what like the cancer. Mr Harrington's mother lives in warder-controlled sheltered housing and as such is not allowed to take him in as a tenant well, or member of her household. This has got his mum in trouble, hasn't it? Because yeah. he has been kipping at his mum's, of yeah. course. I mean, and what mother would say that he couldn't? Um, as I mentioned, his mother lives in warden-controlled sheltered housing uh, accommodation. The rules are that she can't have just anybody staying over. She can't have anyone at all staying over. Gary has been um, sleeping on friends' sofas for months and with everything that's been going on over the past few days and weeks leading up to this diagnosis, he said he slept on her floor for two nights. He was found out, he was told he couldn't stay there, which he's accepted. However, now his mother's been sent a letter by the council which tells her that she's not allowed to take in lodgers and threatening her and saying that it could affect her housing benefit, her council tax and even her tenancy at the sheltered home. Deary me, it's a, it's a sad old story, isn't Terrible. it? Terrible. Sad old story. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Yeah, I know, and I'm just going to get ourselves a nice little treat that's going to help this go along we were asking this morning i don't i don't even know what this is broken britain okay and by the way dave and bedford thunder fairy does a great job and makes a brilliant show unlike some others i love i think she's brilliant i think she's brilliant thunder fairy i think she's brilliant she plays some she where else you can hear music like that cracking stuff no, no i'm not knocking her for crying out loud you plum um zoe hi ian can you can you believe the broken britain that we live in at the moment it's outrageous. It I'm, I'm, just, I'm disgusted. It, it's shameful, isn't it? How can they not know? Would you like to tell the boys and girls listening, i.e. Catherine and Kelly Betts... Now, do you say Linnet or Linet? Because I always used to say Linet, but I've seen lots I of people... I say Linet. You, yeah, yeah, I, but I, but, yeah, I've heard a few people say Linnet, I, but Linet, I think. Yeah, I, 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 mm, I'm, I'm experimenting with Linnet. I've never said Linnet before today... I'm just seeing how he feels on my tongue. It's a Linnet kind of day. It's a Linnet kind of day. And he was, he was a hard man, wasn't he? He was a hard man. He was a brilliant guitarist. He was, he was good. He was good. And never... Well, OK. Tell the boys and girls who Phil Linnet Linnet is. i better get it right now. This is going to be really embarrassing oh, if I, I get you, it wrong. But... If you get the wrong answer, I'm going to love you forever. <laughs> I think he's the lead singer of Thin Lizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the lead singer of Thin Lizzy. What do they sing? Oh, yes. you're joking! <laughs> Come on! Oh, that. Who's... What did Thin Lizzy sing? Whiskey in a Jar. Thank you very much indeed. Boys are backing down. The boys are backing down. This is a... Backing down? Backing <laughs> down. <laughs> is that not what it's called? The, the boys B-side. are backing down. <laughs> Guess who just got back in town today? Singing a song, hip, hip, hooray. Everybody's coming out to play. And I don't care what you say. I don't listen to a thing you do. I'm going to come now and I'm telling you. This is what we are going to do. I don't know where, yeah. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Yeah. Ba-dum-bum. The boys are back in town. The boys are back. And you know what, Zoe? I, I think I got about six of those words right. Yeah, well done. I think I think probably about seven. But <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Zoe, thanks for calling, my dear. Take care. You're welcome. Ta-ta. Have-
I wonder, I wonder. Uh, let's uh, indulge me, indulge me slightly. Hang on a second. Sammy? Yes? C- can we just, it's, it's always been my dream, my fantasy, to um, have right. a, a karaoke version of uh, The Boys Are Back In Town playing underneath the travel. Could we try okay. it today? Yeah, why not? But why do you have a karaoke version of this song? <laughs> Why do you think? Why, what do you think I do at home, for goodness sakes? Okay. Let's have the travel. Where you go? <laughs> on, the, on the M1 southbound, it's very busy because the on the entry slip road at Junction 11 for Luton, a lorry's broken down. On the A10 in Enfield, there are delays because it's been partially blocked by an accident and a fuel spillage at the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. It's just by the roundabout. In Hatfield on Cavendish Way, it's been closed westbound between College Lane and the Comet roundabout. And on the trains, there's no service on Thames Link between Blackfriars and London Bridge. That's not the one I meant to say. That's ongoing works. Um, no, those problems on Thames Link earlier between Moorgate and Finsbury Park have now cleared up after the signalling problems being fixed. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy's back in town. <laughs> hey, that was good, wasn't it, Sammy? That was fun. It was difficult. It was really hard. It was. It was. Well, he's one of the hardest men in rock, as we've established. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail after one of their workers was crushed to death by a collapsed wall. They pleaded guilty to corporate manslaughter after Gareth Jones from Welling Garden City died in St Albans in 2013. British Muslim leaders have called for more safety training after more than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday. It's not known if any of those who died are British. A man's been charged with a series of vandalism attacks in Hitchin and Letchworth. They include the smashing of stained glass windows windows at St Mary's Church in Hitchin Town Centre and a homeless man from Dunstable who's been diagnosed with cancer says his attempts to get emergency housing have fallen on deaf ears. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton was fifth in a rain-drenched first practice for Sunday's Japanese Grand Prix. The second session is underway now. Toro Rosso's Carlos Sainz was quickest with Milton Keynes Red Bull driver Daniel Kvyat second. Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship by 41 points with six races remaining. At the Rugby World Cup last night, New Zealand beat Namibia 58-14 at the Olympic Stadium. Here's Sonia McLaughlin. New Zealand were efficient without being effervescent and coach Steve Hansen's stony face suggested frustration with his team despite scoring nine tries. Namibia battled hard, typified by the heroic resistance from their captain, Saracens flanker Jacques Berger. Their try brilliantly taken by winger Johan Diesel, a historic moment in their first ever match against the New Zealand All Blacks. In tomorrow's football, on loan England under-21 midfielder Jake Forster-Kasky is expected to make his debut for Milton Keynes Dons in their televised championship match at home to Derby. It's a 12.30 kick-off at Stadium MK. In League Two, Gareth Ainsworth marks three years in charge at Wickham with a trip to Exeter. Stevenage go to Cambridge and Luton could still be without defender Scott Cuthbert at home to AFC Wimbledon. He's no longer suspended but is now an injury doubt. But Luke Guttridge is fit. Midfielder Ollie Lee signed a new deal this week, keeping the player long term was always part of manager John Still's plans. I think with Jake going out on loan, we've had Parry out on loan, we've had Matt Robinson out on loan. We've gradually sort of been able to move some stuff and been able to make the short term deal a long term deal. But that that was always a way it's just sort of trying to find the, the right time to do it. And in the Premier League, Watford aren't back in town until Sunday afternoon when they host Crystal oh, Palace. Hey! Jesus. 
Fraser. See what I did there. Oh, did you hear that, Catherine? Sorry. He's, Simon, I'll be honest, right? Simon's putting a lot of effort the yeah. last few news bulletins. Yeah. Um, and you've not been given respect. Do it again, please, Simon, if you don't mind. And in the Premier League, Watford are back in town on Sunday afternoon when they host Crystal Palace. Oh. Oh, you are cold. Thank you, Simon. You are cold. This is Ian Lee. <laughs> on BBC Three Counties Radio. That, Zoe um, has confused me. Zoe's confused me. Zoe said, well, why have you got a karaoke version of boy, Standard. Boy, The Boys Are Backing Down? On your, well, I've got karaoke of everything. I've got... <clears throat> there we go. You ready? You want to join him? <laughs> well, she was just a 17. Yeah, you know. Actually, it's what? probably inappropriate to sing that at the BBC these days. But, uh, um, oh, yeah. I've also got, um, got, I've got them all. Every song, karaoke version. Go on then. <clears throat> Here's with another. Okay, I'm hitting you with it. It's just my computer's a bit... Why is that not playing? There we go. Okay, got for some reason, the first seven seconds... It's like a Tony Fisher package. The first seven seconds are blank. Oh, no. <laughs> Great times. Everybody's got well, You know the words. They had to leave behind. Oh, don't. It's like mum singing. Um, <laughs> Go, I don't know the rest of the words, so I'm glad go. you cut, cut it. Here we go. This is sad. He's not trapped in the closet now. Oh, he's free. no! And he's oh, not no. only free, he's flying free. <laughs> There's a gentleman, Mr. R. Kelly, who believes he can fly. He believed that that was an opera and all. That was flipping terrible. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, mum singing, you've got a nerve. The you've you... got a nerve. The There's way a you murder phrase. songs. So, oh, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Give me a song, any song. All right. Um... Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your bird is mad. I'm going to sit the stop. You touch my bum. I'm going to give you a stop. You'll never see what you got. Just come and do. Cause I got hot. Cause the home is gone. Oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm too, I'm, no, you, he's got it wrong. That good news isn't the right version. They're two lines extra. Here we go. Here we go. Go. Cause the whole world's got to see. But <laughs> this is not the right version. They've added. If you're going to do karaoke music, guys, and I'm going to pay for it. Whole, no. You've got to make sure you've got the right number of bars in it. They've totally muffed this up. Michael Jackson's spinning in his luxury... Um, gets a whole worse... No. no. <laughs> this is outrageous. Here we go, here we go. It's got to be now. So can't sing... Oh, 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 no. oh, dear. So, um, what can you sing? I can sing this. Oh, no, not this song. Please, no. No. It's too sad. I'm talking to the man nope. in the mirror. <laughs> Hi there. I can sing any of them. <laughs> Who's playing this on a Bon Tempe? Oh no. Whole album, baby, a whole album. <laughs> 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 Do, 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 do. 
okay, it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome to the stage Mr. Ian Lee. This is how I start the live shows. I come out full white face, the hair alight, holding a can of Pepsi. It's hilarious. You said you got it! This is too high for me, this yeah, one. Yeah, this is, yeah, I normally, yeah, yeah. this is not the version, this is not the version I would normally use. My favourite, here's... Here's, okay, we, we, those guys. Those are the unsung heroes of pop. The backing singers on karaoke tracks. Those guys don't get the risk. Not backing singers, there's a documentary about them. Bit boring. I These guys. Right. The backing singers on karaoke tracks. What are you doing today? I've got a gig recording. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing uh, Michael Jackson. Really? Beat it. Beat it's been out. Yeah, it's uh, it's karaoke version. I mean, I'll... Hey, give us a song, any song, and I can sing it. Go on. Has it got to be Michael Jackson? It, I mean, primarily. Primarily. I <laughs> know. Oh, okay, okay, it can be this. What you know this one? Oh, you're so weird. I can't remember what the first line is. Give me the first line in. You hardly believe your eyes? Ten oh, yeah, I'll do it. I could hardly believe my eyes. <sighs> Ten million fireflies flying up and down and all around. Everybody's got a firefly. <laughs> oh, God. Sitting in my bedroom now. I'm singing this song right now about a... Ten million fireflies. Oh, a firefly. <laughs> Planet it's Al City. I love Al. He's such a great guy. Gosh. Bill's on the line. Good morning, Bill. Hi, good morning. Good morning. In mo your vast repertoire of karaoke tunes, yes, do you have the karaoke version of the Heart to Heart theme tune? <laughs> I, I think I've only got the version that's got vocals on. Let me have a little look. Hang on a second. Did you want to sing it, Bill? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure Ian knows the words far better than me. Hang on, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here's Heart to Heart. Sexy lady, older man, even older man doing the cooking. There's a dog, a weird dog, solving crimes, making love. Is that, is that, that's about right, but it's a long time since I've sung it. Well, that was just absolutely super smooth. Thank you very much, Bill. Speaking of super smooth, we're going to go to Australia. Not literally, it's too far away. Phonally. Uh, morning, Gaston. Good morning, Ian. Good, or should I, should that be different time of the day, Gaston? That's correct, sir. Quarter to two. In, now, when? Uh, in the afternoon, we're oh, ahead. You're ahead. What happens? Do I die? Do I? Do, when do I die, Gaston? Tell me when do I die? Uh, at the end of the karaoke, mate, it gets a bit impressive. We can never stop this karaoke, then, guys. What would you like, um, Gaston? You've called. You've called in from Australia because we all know Australia is um, a, a cultural cesspit. Um, what would you? What, what, what have you got for us, Buzz? I'd love to hear Rebecca Black's Friday. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Oh, is, it's, that, um... is that a thing? 
It's 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 a thing, yeah. But what is it? Uh, look, it's um, <laughs> it's a it, well, it's a celebration, I'd say, um, of, of youthful exuberance on a Friday, and um, I think you, I think you get a kick out of it. Well, um, well, by a bizarre well, listen, this is how, this is how cool, cool I am. By a bizarre uh, coincidence. I have the karaoke version. Gaston, Do you know the words, Gaston? Because they're a bit complicated. If I were to play it, would you be able to sing it? Uh, I know the chorus. The front, the start bit's a little bit complicated. The I front agree. bit. Here we go. You, you, you just jog along, Gaston, until you get to the bit you can sing. Okay, okay. just hum. All right. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I used to know this. Not getting oh, much. Started. He started, oh, yeah. Right. You get, oh, the the weekend. Weekend, Friday, Friday. Friday, gotta get up on Friday. Friday, everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying, hey. Partying, partying, hey. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. Thank you, Gaston. <laughs> I don't know. She then does this countdown and goes, today it is Friday, tomorrow. She goes through the whole week. She's, I mean, um... It was a song. But when was it a song? How come I like, like two it? years ago. It's it, it's a, it's an annoying song. Well, it's, it, but it's uh, hilarious. The thing is, it's it sounds like the modern... I'm, I'm old enough to remember. This is, this is how old I am, guys. That sounds like um, the modern version of this, and I'm old enough to remember this. This is how old I am. Because you know I'm all about that bass. Hang on a minute, karaoke backing singers. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No treble. I'm all about that bass, about that Bass, bass, no bass, 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 bass. You know I got a big fat booty, gonna shake it so hard. Everybody looking at my big fat bomb bomb. That's what this song is about. Saying fat bomb bombs are nice, they are so nice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Look at my fat bomb as I'm singing the song. Don't tell me, Mama got the record out. She be annoyed. She think I work in Sainsbury's. Yeah, stacking shelf. All about the show. There's too much. That, those backing singers, they not, don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing, do they? Embarrassing. Shall we, uh, we'll you were carrying them. I'll tell you okay. what, I'll tell you what we'll you do. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's, you um, were carrying them and they were hefty in the they, right way. They were, well, it's all about the bass, about the bass. No, 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 um, no, no travel. No, there is travel. <laughs> Hello, Sammy. Hello. Pick a song, any song, and we'll have it as um, your, your backing. I've got all the karaoke oh, songs. That's too much choice. Ah, um, um. I can't think of one. Can you pick one? Yeah, of course I can. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You get the travel now. I'm travel okay. now. Yeah. Sammy Bruff travel. <laughs> On the A10 and Enfield, it's been partially blocked by an accident and a fuel spillage between a coach and a van at the M25 junction. 25 for Enfield is on the roundabout between the A10 um, exit and entry. And Hatfield on Cavendish Way, that's been closed westbound between College Lane and St Albans Road West at the Comet Roundabout. And on the A1 southbound in Borenwood, it's starting to get very busy between the Holiday Inn and the Stirling Corner. The M1 southbound, though, has now been cleared where they're on the entry slip road at Junction 11 for Luton. There was a lorry broken down, Mike called to say it's been moved out of the way, so things are moving there. OK, now, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. I mean, don't stop till you get enough. 
the backing singers are doing mine in Sweden. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three oh, no, Counties just... Radio. Um, oh no. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. It's fine. I got it now. Hang on. I'm not as clever as I think I am. We're all. Hey guys, we're all learning, and we don't. Um, we don't. We don't graduate until we check in with the big guy upstairs. Mark Travers in his new office. Have you seen the state of his office? Have you seen the state? I try of not to go in there. We've only been here. How long have we been here? Three months. It's like a teenager's bedroom. The state of it. Mark Travers is the technical wizard that. Um, well, he's not. He's not required quite so much now. But in Luton, when every he would anything went wrong, he'd bring out the sellotape, the chewing gum. He'd fix it all and he'd he, get it all back together. He has all the bits. And he kind of has to do it because the system we've got here is, is um, well, his pony. Um, but his, so his office—it's not like an office. It's like it's like a workshop. But, but it's like a man drawer. Yeah, but it's it's but you can every, walk in. batteries on the floor. Um, soldering irons. There's not even anything to. People haven't soldered things since 1987. But he solders on. Onward, Christian solders. Oh yes. Probably inappropriate to go to the news after all that banter, though. So we're going to go straight to the weather. Beds, hearts, and bucks. Weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a lovely day today across the three counties. It's a bit of a chilly start, though. We've seen temperatures drop down to sort of around sort of between six and eight degrees, actually, for many of our many of our spots uh, overnight. So it's a bit of a chilly start. Some mist patches as well to cope with, but they won't last for too long. Lots of blue skies and autumn sunshine through the morning. A bit more fair weather cloud, though, bubbling up here and there as we head into the afternoon. But, you know, not enough to spoil the day. It's a fairly light breeze, lighter than it was yesterday, so feeling just that touch warmer. By the time we get to the afternoon, we'll be up to six. 16 or 17 degrees Celsius quite widely, 63 in Fahrenheit, all in all a lovely day. Overnight tonight we'll do the whole thing all over again, so keeping those clear skies we'll see um, temperatures radiate away all the way down to probably sort of Oh, I don't know, five or six really in some of the rural spots. Um, still in single figures for many of our towns. It will be quite a chilly start to the day again tomorrow. And again, some mist, even some fog patches possible into tomorrow morning. But, um, you know, dry day tomorrow, dry weekend, in fact. Lots of sunshine around at times. A fairly light wind too. Uh, probably quite a misty, foggy start to the day on Sunday. But generally the weather's staying dry and settled. There'll be lots of sunshine by day. Quite chilly nights, some misty mornings. All of this set to last well into next week. That's the forecast. Um, um, I love phonetics. Hello? Where's the echo? Hello? Hello? Oh, that's you! <laughs> I said you want to talk to me again. No, I don't. Well, no, now I'm going to say no, I don't. Shall but I, I don't go? Mean... Yeah, go on. <laughs> All right, ta-ra. Bye. bye. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. she gone? No, she's no, still she's there. she's still there. We can hear you peeping. Put the phone down, Ritzini. <laughs> Put the phone down. Bye. Bye. <laughs> No, you put the phone down. She's you put on. the phone down. Right. What a cow! Put the phone down. <laughs> don't, don't be rude about Ritzini. She's my she's my favourite of all the weather ladies. Now phonetics is a great way. What are phonetics, Kelly Betts? Um, it's breaking up a word um, as and saying it, spelling it the way that you'd pronounce uh, it. Absolutely correct. Yes. You've written um, the gentleman's name phonetically on the screen. I've still got no idea how to pronounce it. Ask him. No, I'm asking thee. <laughs> it's Roger. Oh, I would say the way you spelled it looks like Rog I. Rog I. Rog I. Now, Roger. 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 Where's Rog B? Long time, long time listener, first time caller. Boom. I don't believe that for a second. Anyway. 
Yes. Why are you doing karaoke? We've had a request. No. We've had a request, what? but we're going to carry on doing the show till nine ah, o'clock. You've seen my show. We anyway. have got we have got a request, and this is um, and if Scott Balks wants to wants to call in, I've got them all. Here we go. Good song, that really. What's that song called? No, I don't know that one. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've got all the songs, honestly. But right. admittedly, every time someone asks for a song, it costs me 99 pence. But worth it, worth every worth penny. Every single, every yeah. single penny. You quite yes. finished. Yeah. Going off. I'm a bit, I'm a bit flushed at the moment because me and Kath are starting a new show week tomorrow. Week tomorrow, Roger. Really? Yeah. How mid- interesting. When? Mid- it's, it. it's week s- tomorrow, Saturday, October the third, midday, two hours, and it's called the. Um, down the karaoke club with uh, <laughs> Kath and Ian. It's called Kathioke. <laughs> <laughs> it's called um, <laughs> Kath. Kath- oh, uh, me, hang on, I'm not finished. I've got one. Hang on, Roger. I've got, I've got one brewing. We're hang workshopping. On. Roger. It's called uh, Roger. It, what did I call you? Roger. Okay. <laughs> it's called Carol Lee. Carioli. No. Carioli. There we Cathioli. go. What have you got for us, uh, Roger? I just wanted to say, and now that you've given the caller some time. Um, that, uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we get. So, but what I'm saying is, the reason I can afford what? all of these karaoke tracks, although yeah, I do all the Michael Jackson ones, is not the rights to them. That would be insane. Is because um, we're doing this new show Saturday, yeah. October the third, every you Saturday said. midday down the rabbit hole. Facebook.com forward slash Radio Rabbit Hole. Hole. Okay. I'm <laughs> just I'm, one hole. I'm, I'm, I'm flush. Nice work. Thank you, mate. Anyway, could you please get to the point, mate? My point was that, you know, as we run a karaoke company, oh. um, I thought we'd call it and just say we run a karaoke company. But why would you say that? Because he knows talent. What? Yeah. And how do you, can I ask, how do you travel back in time to 1997 when karaoke was popular? We just do it. That's where I live. In 1997? Yeah. Oh, can I visit you? Because th- that was a fun year. You know what the most popular karaoke track is? Yeah, go on. I'll have it. Right? If you're a woman... I will survive. No, and you're in your Like a virgin. And mm. you... Want to be. And you've had unsuccessful men experiences. They do believe it by I the will, monkeys. I will always love is it this, you. Is it this? I win. Is it this? Is it... What? Oh, silent. Hang on, hang on. No. Silent <laughs> sobbing in the toilet. Is it... Is it this? Or... No, Come on, man. I'm, no, it's, 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 yeah, I wouldn't let you. There we go. Is it this? Do you know Neil oh, Diamond wrote this song? I could. Know this, no, he didn't. You? Say that again. Neil Diamond wrote this song. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He did. He did. He did. He did. He did. Please note. Are you trying to out? Are you trying to out monkey me? I'm not. Look. 
I pity the, the fool. But I'm just saying. He didn't write this. Just let me go finish what I was going to say. No, it, funny, you, well, it turns out that it. what you're, you're, you're saying is lies. He didn't write that, mate. It's not libelous, is it? Well, it, it's it's borderline libelous. He didn't write that. He wrote I was this. Say something nice about it. Yeah. I was always there in fairy tales. There we go. Is Beautiful. Scott's going to call in and sing um, Billy Ocean. He better. Uh, well, he better. Is it what Caribbean Queen? No, the what was the one? Love really hurts without you. Oh. The backing singers. But that's part of the sing. That's part of the singing. Why are they doing that bit? They stop now. They've bo- bottled it. They do help though. If someone's killing a song. Um. Uh, to make it sound not proper. Not any of the papers. Doesn't matter, does we should it? probably play. I'll play a record. Do you want mine? No. No. Um, I, I want um, a miserable um, cowboy. Crying cowboys. He met her in a honky tonk, singing country songs that he wrote. She sat at a table, listening to his music and drinking coke. Well, he sat down beside her and said, honey, what's your name? She said, I like your music, sir. Fooling around, certainly not my game. When the small talk was over, the cowboy drank his beer and took her home. Lust on his mind in the bedroom, he had her all alone. And when the night was over, the cowboy shook his head. Cause she slept on the sofa, and the cowboy slept alone on his bed. Cowboy on country shows and sometimes on TV. He phones her up and talks to her long distance from wherever he might be. He'll ask her how she's doing. She'll reply by saying, oh, just fine. And the moral of this story is Cowboys don't get lucky all the time And the moral of this story is Cowboys don't get lucky This is the end You've never seen Convoy. That no. comes from the Convoy soundtrack. Boy, that, that, I'm going to burn that. You can't buy the Convoy soundtrack on CD, and it was such an important album for me when I was about 13, 14 years old. One of the first albums I obsessed over was the Convoy soundtrack. Can't buy it on CD. I got that for a quid in the charity shop. Beautiful. I'm going to burn it onto CD. I'm going to burn a hooky version on CD. I'm going to sell it for five quid a pop out the back of um, BBC Three Counties Radio in the car park from the boot of my car. I'll be doing that um, next Tuesday. If anyone wants one, just queue up. Um.
queue up and I will be a bit, and I'm even going to print up, about that that's not allowed I'm even going to print up the cover I'll do it in black and white because I don't want to waste me coloured ink because that's enough expensive it's more expensive than liquid gold liquid gold liquid gold liquid gold I can't that's, that's how it's who that's is it. he he's good Convoy is such a good movie it's such a good film. I love it. Sam Peckinpah. Mm. There's a bar and brawl ten minutes in. Does the stool get broken? Yes, over a man's head. What about guitar? There's no guitars. Help me. And she, so his girlfriend, she's nice, she's a waitress, but she's a bit plain. And boy, boy, doesn't she look plain? When, well, she looks beautiful. I bet she does something like does her hair and takes her glasses off. Well, you wait, no, you, she looks beautiful, but then Ali McGraw comes on, oh. the, on the scene. Oi. But the, the poor waitress, who he's not really that interested in, he's, she, he's just got a woman in every truck stop. Truck stop. She, she, um, it's his birthday, so she goes into the back of his truck, and he goes in the back of the truck, she's just there in a ribbon. And she says, I, met, I never, this is the sexiest thing I've ever heard as a 12-year-old when I watched this film. She just says, and I remember the phrasing perfectly, help me unwrap the present. Oh, oh what a lady. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A10 southbound, there's been an accident and a fuel spillage, so it's partially blocked at the M25 junction, 25 for Enfield, and it's causing delays from Chesson now. On Cavendish Way in Hatfield, that's been closed westbound because of a police incident between Bishop's Rise and the Comet Roundabout. And on the A405 North Orbital Road in Brickett Wood, it's busy at the M25 junction, 21A roundabouts. And on the M25 itself, it's very slow, anti-clockwise between junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Kelly's just gone, Convoy, is that the film where he gets followed by the boots? We're going, what? Where he gets followed by the boots. Turns out she was talking about Duel. She neglected to mention he's getting chased by a giant lorry. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire directors escape jail after death of builder, call for more safety training after hundreds die at Mecca and man charged with smashing hitchin church windows. BBC's Three Counties Radio. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail despite pleading guilty to the corporate manslaughter of one of their workers. Gareth Jones from Welling Garden City died instantly when a garden wall fell on top of him in St Albans in 2013. Welling-based Lindley Developments was fined £200,000. Its directors, Trevor Hyatt and Alfred Barker, were each given six-month sentences suspended for two years. Gareth's widow, Leanne Jones, spoke outside St Albans Crown Court. No matter what sentence was bespoiled today, it's never going to make up for the loss of Gareth. Myself and my young son Casey have received what feels like a life sentence. A life without a husband and a life without a father. British Muslim leaders have said that pilgrims travelling to Saudi Arabia for the annual Hajj should be given safety training. More than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday in a crush. Several thousand Britons are thought to have travelled there, but so far there are no reports of any British casualties. Sir Iqbal Sakrani is from the Muslim Council of Britain. The numbers who are going for Hajj increase. I think the average indication is about 8% increase every year, and now it's reached a figure of 2 million. Every country has got its own way of um, uh, educating providing training programs uh, for those who go on pilgrimage. But the difficulty comes in is, do they, every pilgrim who is there, is he able to follow the instructions that are given by the authorities? 
The family of murdered Dunstable man Adam Fernelli say there is no justification for the brutal and horrific manner in which he was killed. They issued a statement after two men were given life sentences for the killing at a traveller's site at Nash near Milton Keynes. Luton Crown Court heard Addy McAllister and Gemma Price had inflicted a savage beating on the 31-year-old in March this year. Volkswagen will announce its new chief executive this morning following the emissions scandal. Yesterday the government said some diesel cars in this country would be retested. A man has been charged with a series of vandalism attacks in Hitchin and Letchworth. They include the smashing of stained glass windows at St Mary's Church in Hitchin Town Centre. More from Lee Agnew. 38-year-old Christopher Batterson from Rundles in Letchworth is accused of seven attacks. They also include damage to the windows of St Paul's Church in Letchworth, paint thrown onto the Broadway cinema floor and onto the wall of the Gasik Temple. Paint was also thrown onto three post boxes in Letchworth and onto a bronze statue at Howard Gardens. He's due to appear in court next month. A homeless man from Dunstable who has been diagnosed with cancer says his attempts to get emergency housing have fallen on deaf ears. Gary Harrington stayed with his mother for two nights in her sheltered accommodation. Central Bedfordshire Council say she isn't allowed to take him in but say they have been in discussion with Mr Harrington since February and have urged him to contact them again with any new information. In sport, Lewis Hamilton was fifth in a rain-drenched first practice for Sunday's Japanese Grand Prix. The second session is underway now. The Stevenage driver leads the championship by 41 points, with six races remaining. The weather, a chilly start, but then dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Simon. I didn't realise the last hour was going out on radio. I thought it was just us joshing. Apologies. Apologies. Busy show this morning. We're trying... All of that stemmed. All of that stemmed, Catherine. Do you remember where that stemmed from? It stemmed from us trying to find the hardest people in rock. The hardest people in rock. That's where it stemmed from. Yeah. Taking a call on your person, is everything all right? Um, are, well, we, are we in trouble? It's Littlin's birthday. I'm just saying happy birthday to oh, you. Oh, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, listen, I don't want to be um, considered as um, uh, um, uh, Duck McScrooge, but is that his name? Um. Yeah, Duck McScrooge. Yeah. But, I mean, no, you can't, mate, you can't phone up your... I went to speak to you. You were speaking to a child... On her birthday. Yeah, it's a child where I popped out. I mean... Responsible for couldn't her. Couldn't it wait? You must be sick of her now. How, how many years have you had her? Four. You must be sick of her now. And maybe I should cut the cord. I think... Well, you should definitely do that. Definitely do that. We're trying to find the hardest men in rock. 03 459 455 555. 81333. Start your text 3CR. And also, we're waiting for Scott to call in and sing Love Really Hurts Without You in the style of Mr Billy Ocean. That's going to happen during the show, I'm sure. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC it's, Three it's, Counties it's just Radio. Wrong. I, I said it's a bit inappropriate with what we're about to do, but yeah. I'll give him a call back in a minute. Is he going to do it?
I think so. That is the most... Should we get him on at half past? Let's get him on at half past. And give him a big half build pa- Half past. Half past. Let's get him on at half past. And that really is going to be a great time for you to go and have a shower, have your breakfast, take the dog for a walk. Oh, do you know what I nearly said then? Or look for my cat. Still oh. not found the cat. Last night was out. Got back about nine o'clock. Went straight to the back garden with a bowl of food. Stood in the back Velvet! Velvet! Oh, it's making me want to cry if you think about it. It's really sad. Where does she hang out normally? Well, she normally hangs out in the back of the garden, but I think the dog scared her off. So I've got no idea. I've got no idea. And we we um, you know, they, did the flyering, and I had to go and look at a cat in the vets yesterday. And, oh, dear. It's breaking my heart. Uh, 14 years I've had that cat. 14 years. Even Matt Lucas wished me luck. Matt Lucas wished me luck. Well, you'd have to be a hard-hearted so-and-so not to. I know you would have to be a very hard-hearted so-and-so. 03459 is the telephone number uh, if you want to give us um, a call. Now, the directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have been given six-month suspended sentences for the corporate manslaughter of one of their workers. Gareth Jones from Wellin was working as a bricklayer for Lindley Developments when he was crushed and killed by a wall in January 2013. His widow, who we'll be speaking to later on in the show, hopes his death will prompt changes to safeguard construction workers in the future. Well, Nick Godwin is a serious injury lawyer from Slater and Gordon, sorry, Slater and Gordon, who is dealing with the family civil case. Uh, morning, Nick. Morning, Ian. Uh, a terribly sad story, this. Um, uh, this is an unusual case, isn't it? Because the, the, the charge, have I got this right? The charge of corporate manslaughter is, is kind of a new one. Uh, yes, but it is an absolutely tragic case, um, and uh, I have to say Leanne has dealt with this um, with dignity throughout. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, corporate manslaughter is a, a relatively new offence. It's actually been around for about uh, six years. It, it, it was an offence introduced um, by virtue of the Corporate Manslaughter and Hom- Homicide Act 2007, which actually came into force in April 2008. Um, so it has been around for a few years, but obviously it takes a few years um, before any uh, um, cases could be brought because uh, it takes a lot of evidence to be gathered. So really, we haven't seen anything uh, starting since uh, from about 2010. There's only actually even since then been a handful of cases, probably about seven or eight, I think, Ian, um, that have actually come to uh, fruition. So um, it is a relatively new offence, but we're seeing quite a lot more cases being opened, I think I, I, I saw somewhere that there's been a 40% increase in mm. these sorts of cases being opened. Um, now, Gareth was crushed by a wall and um, was killed. And, you know, there were people on the site that were saying, I'm not sure this is safe, you know. So things were flagged up. Six months suspended sentence and, uh, you know, a fine of, 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 of a, a few grand. I guess the question is, is, is that enough? Is that enough of a, a punishment? Yeah, well, that's that's, uh, that's a $64,000 question, mm. isn't it? I mean, just, just, to, just to sort of correct the, you there in relation to the fine, there was actually a fine for the company yep. of £200,000 um, and some, 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 some uh, lower fine for the director. But, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the, the suspended sentences of uh, six months for each offence for both of the individuals involved is, is in my view, woefully low. Um, and, and you touched on a very good point, which is that there were warnings. Um, employees who are not even in charge of the health and safety, it's the employer, um, had actually 
noted that, and, uh, and raised concerns about the excavation works, um, which were ignored. Um, and they, uh, that, that is one of the reasons, actually, why this charge was probably made out as well. But, but these the sentences are, are very low, and I think they are probably going to come under review, but they remain at this stage woefully inadequate, yes. Um, they've also been... Uh, now, what's this? A publicity order has been imposed on the firm by the judge. I've never heard of that before. What's that? No, it's an interesting uh, feature, actually. That's something which came even later than the Act itself. That was only introduced in 2010. So I think there's only been two or three of those orders actually made. Uh, w- what it is is that under the, the, the Act, um, the court is empowered to make... Uh, an order requiring that the details of the conviction for corporate manslaughter is publicised uh, in certain areas, um, and that the, the, these are the things that need to be publicised are the, the very fact of the offence, the who's committed the offence, the level of the fine, and then the particulars and details of the mm. offence. And if you don't comply with the publicity order, um, then that in itself is an offence. Where where you publish the publicity order depends on the nature of the work that the company is involved in. So in, in, in this particular case, I understand that there will be publications in uh, the Federation of Master, Build, Master Builders Journal um, and the Construction Inquirer, but also, and, and this quite, could be quite important actually, is that there is a requirement that they publish it on their own website. Is um, it one of those things, I mean, are they told that you've got to publish on the front page or it, it's very easy to hide things on a website, isn't it? Yes. Um, it, 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 the, I haven't seen the exact terms of this particular right. policy order, but one would hope that there, there will be a provision that it has to be in a place which can be seen rather than click on this link and click on this link, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, because the very purpose of the publicity order is to act as a deterrent to others who are involved in the same sort of work and also it is a form of punishment so um, I, I, I would hope that the, the terms will make it clear that it must be published for, in a place where it is visible um, Gareth's widow is making, and we're going to speak into her later on and uh, you're, you're right, all the interviews I've heard um, gosh, you know, what, what a dignified woman she is um, that, but a civil claim is being made against the company can you tell us anything about that, how does that work? Yeah, I, I won't say too much because it is still ongoing. Okay. But it, it essentially, um, Gareth was the breadwinner of the family, the main breadwinner of the family. Um, he leaves behind uh, a wife and a young son, Casey. They have lost and will continue to lose uh, the income which he would have generated for the family. It was hoped that he would have gone on to have a very successful career in the building uh, environment and, uh, and would have gone on to earn quite substantial sums and they have lost that. So they have a claim, uh, a, a damages claim to seek reimbursement, mm. if you like, for past or future loss of dependency upon his income that he would have earned and also on any services that he may have provided to the family throughout his life. Um, well, you know, sometimes uh, th- th- these kind of claims people are, can get a little bit sniffy about, but I think this is one that, that, that no one will be able to argue is is uh, is justified. It's, fu- it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, health and safety 
comes in for a real good kicking, doesn't it? Oh, health and safety stopped us playing Conkers, or you know. But, but in its in its purest, truest form, this is what health and safety is meant to do. It's meant to protect Absolutely. people like Gareth. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it can be infuriating when you see um, things in the media, people saying how this is health and safety gone mad. Mm. It, it, it's always the cases that are highlighted. It's always the, the examples, the exaggerated examples. You rarely see uh, cited an example like this, mm. where, for example, there are long-standing regulations which have been around, which say that you must underpin a wall, which say that you must do a risk assessment to make sure you don't excavate uh, where there is a retaining wall. That would, have, if those steps had been taken, fundamental steps, they're so basic, if those steps had been taken, Gareth would still be here today, and that is the tragedy of this particular situation and this tragic event. Nick, um, I really appreciate uh, you talking to us this morning, and um, you know, best of luck with the civil case, and let's hope the family get um, well, get what what they they deserve at the very least. Uh, Nick uh, Nick Godwin, um, injury lawyer from, uh, well, uh, gosh, that's uh, makes you think, doesn't it? <clears throat> we should all be able to go to work and you know expect to be able to come home safely. It's, it, it's that health and safety thing. That term has been diminished by, well, you know, partly by us, and by us, I don't mean me specifically, because I, I tend to avoid it, but um, by uh, lazy radio programmes, lazy newspaper, health and safety well, gone mad. Also, the silly application of some rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it, to be said. But that's what it's for, it's, it's to protect blokes and yeah. women who go to work and do stuff where, you know... Ah, oh dear. Anyway, uh, Nick, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Enfield, the A10's been partially blocked southbound by an accident involving a coach and a van, so there's been a fuel spillage because of the accident, which means it's partially blocked at the M25 junction 21A roundabout, and it's causing southbound queues on the A10 from Chessant, and it's also busy on the anti-clockwise approach to the M25. In Hatfield, on Cavendish Way, it's closed westbound between College Lane and the Comet roundabout because of a police incident, and the A1 is starting to look busy on the speed sensors southbound from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner, and on the M25 anti-clockwise. It's very slow at the moment from junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy! And someone on Twitter has just said that, that Sammy Bruff may have started a new new craze. If you missed the first hour, shame on you. Carl said this. Next time you go to a karaoke back in 1997, just start doing a travel report over the song. That's the way to do it. 7.16, it's Friday the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail after one of their workers was crushed to death by a collapsed wall. British Muslim leaders have called for more safety training after more than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday. And a homeless man from Dunstable, who's been diagnosed with cancer, says his attempts to get emergency housing have fallen on deaf ears. We've had a brilliant summer of cricket. And that's Edson Corf, it's all over. But once again, we're also celebrating our unsung sporting heroes. He has such passion for sport. I'm extremely proud of what we've achieved here. Who will you nominate? We're looking for someone who inspires people to get involved in sport across beds, hearts and bucks. He's funny, he's, he's never strict with you, so you don't feel pressured. To make your nominations, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsung hero and download an entry form. 
The closing date is Thursday 22nd of October with our 2015 Unsung Hero announced at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year in December. She cares about everyone else more than she does about herself. Get inspired, get nominating. It starts next Saturday, Math, a week tomorrow. Um, down the rabbit hole with Ian and Kath or Kath and Ian. Um, we're not fussy about it. It's, it's kind of... And Kath, you're not producing it. No. You're presenting it. Mm-hmm. Starring, I like to Well, say. I would say co-star. What's the film... Special guest star. ...with um, Robert Redford mm. and Paul Newman? Is it The Sting or is it Cool Hand Luke? Is he not Butch and Sundance? Yeah, Butch and Sundance, right. And they were both, they, I, they were both like massive, massive stars, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going, well, who's, who's starring in it? Who's the star? Who's the co-star? And they, 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 the, the producer would kind of go to them one at a time and say, well, you're the star. And then they go to the other one and say, no, you're the star and he's the co-star. And, and that's kind of how they sold it to them, that the other one was the co-star and they were the star. And then they, um, they were doing the opening titles and they think, well, flipping it, how do we... Because Newman thinks he's the star. Redford thinks he's the star. How the flipping hell do we do this? Ali McGraw. No, 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 no. So what they did, you watch the opening titles to Butch and Sundance and their names, kind of one name comes from, um, I'm tra- one name comes from the top right corner, one name comes from the bottom left corner and they come out at the same time and kind of pass over each other. And that's how they got away wow. with convincing the other the one. Top right's the star though. No, 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 but the other one leaves top right. So you're seeing it leave top right. Oh, so how do you do that? Here's the thing. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because it's been on my mind since yesterday. And I'm sure lots of people are thinking this. I don't know what Hajj is. Oh, I do. I don't know. I mean, I've got... It's, it's a pilgrimage. Yeah. Obviously to Mecca. Yes. Hello to the counties. Hello. Um, but I don't know what it is. Why would t- why would And when t- you get there, you have to walk around this holy building. Right. You have to throw... They were throwing stones at devils, weren't they? If you die on the Hajj... You go straight to, you know, it's uh, martyrdom. It's a massive honour. Okay, go straight to um, to, to go. Do not collect £200. Mm-hmm. So 700 people, 2 million people are at this thing. I think every Muslim is supposed to do it at least once in their life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's that, is it? I didn't know it was in Saudi Arabia. Because I've been to the Dome of the Rock in, I'm going to say, Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Or is it Jerusalem? I get so confused with all these religious things. <clears throat> so I've been to the Dome of the Rock. I thought that was the holy. I thought that was the, the birthplace of um, Islam. But Mecca... Mecca's... The black box that they walk around, though, that's important, isn't it? Where? On the Hajj. I got told off at the Dome of the Rock for sitting down. I was knackered. It was so hot. I was wearing a suit. And a guy, when, a, when a guy with a machine gun tells you to stand up, you stand up, and you stand up... They don't sharpish. mess around. You stand up sharpish, and you say, I'm really sorry, sir. And then when his back's turned, you go, flipping it. <laughs> and then he turns around and he says, what? And you say, nothing. He said, I heard you say something. He said, no, no, sh- nothing. I'm really scared. Um, but so what, so what, but what, okay, but two million people, two million people went to Hajj. And seven, over 700 of them died. Yeah. Over 800 were injured. How badly... It's happened before as well. Yeah, yeah. It? But how badly, well, all I know is from what I heard on Radio 4 yesterday and what um, I've been hearing on the radio this morning. How badly organised must it be for, for that to happen? I think it's just the sh- well, the sheep. If it was to happen in this country, it, it, they would allow a certain number of people in, and then once they would they'd left, they'd allow more in. But it's just not organised like the, that. If it was if it was in this country, people be a queue. people would be standing behind ropes. Yes, uh, waiting for a surly gentleman to <laughs> to go right. Go on, you two together. You have to wait. Yeah. Um, but why have they got to do? It? I don't understand why they've got to do it. 
I don't really get a lot about it, to be honest. If anyone can explain it's, it. Well, it's like a pilgrimage like they used to do in Christian, Christian countries. Still well, do. I know what a pilgrimage in Spain, they do that. But why? Just a question. I know because what a pilgrimage is. Because you give up is. your time to think about holy things just for one part of your life. Kelly's keeping suspiciously quiet on this. Have you done a hudge? No. Okay, well, 03459 I'm not being flippant. I genuinely, I mean, it's, it's such an incredible... The numbers of injuries, deaths and people attending are so huge. I can't compute it. I can't, I can't comprehend mm. what's going on and why it's so significant. 50 degrees over there in, in new money. What's that in old money? It's going to be like 112. Hot. It's hot. And so a lot of the people that go are elderly. So they, they, they were saying they expect people to die in the heat anyway. They, they expect old people to die in the heat. Flipping it. I mean, that really is um, above and beyond, isn't it? 03459 Right, um... Closer to home, a homeless man from Dunstable is urging the council to find him somewhere to live after being diagnosed with cancer. Gary Harrington uh, found out on Monday, and despite having a letter from his GP stressing his need, he feels Central Beds Council don't care, which is why he came to us yesterday, and uh, he joins us on the line now. Morning, Gary. Good morning. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. When, when did you become homeless, and why did you become homeless? Well, I became homeless last February. I was only on a, a six-month tenancy. And uh, I was there for 18 months, and in the end, I had to give the property up after uh, 18 months. And so, and, uh, and so, what happened? Um, what happened then? Did you did you did you start sleeping at your, your mates' houses? Did the council find yeah, you a B and B? What happened? Mates. Yeah, I've been so serving ever since. Really, uh, staying at friends' houses. Uh, I've recently stayed at my mother's, which she was really killed for by South Bed District Council, and. Uh, you know, I don't think she's been treated appropriately because she's been threatened now to have her benefits stopped and everything else because I'm well, allowed to stay there. Well, the, the, and, and the reason you weren't allowed to stay there is because she lives in a warden-controlled area and she's not allowed to have people yeah. living with her. So uh, um, I can kind I, I can kind of understand, you know, the the the, the, the but she's your mum and she wants to help, obviously, doesn't she? Well, of course, yeah. I've already lost my brother and my dad in the last 18 months and she doesn't want to lose another one, obviously. So, you know, she poked me up and... Uh, and uh, now well, she, she received a letter yesterday saying I can't stay there. Oh, so. man alive. Well, that's no good. Um, so you're right. You've, you've had a really... Um, let me rephrase that so I'm not swearing. You've had a really rubbish 18 months, two years, haven't you? So you lost your, you lost uh, your dad, you lost your brother, lost your home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I've uh, just been diagnosed with it. It's only got it in black and white on uh, Monday. But it's been going on an uh, ongoing process because... Uh, I was back and forwards to the L&D with it, and uh, the L&D didn't really help me. Lunan Dunsman Hospital, uh, I walked in there in the department with this lump, and they turned me away. And in the end, I went to Milton Keynes uh, in an emergency because this thing was obviously infected, and uh, they operated with me in four days. And I can't understand why. It's just sort of like misjustice of everything, really. You know what I mean? You're having, you're having, a, you're having a bit of a rough time. What, what, what cancer have you got? I've got a type of skin cancer. Okay, um, and uh, it treatable? Uh, I don't know the prognosis yet because right. I only got no. The biopsy only come back on Monday. The results, right? I've got it in black and white on Monday, and I'm just waiting. For, I've obviously got to go for a CCT scan now, so yeah. I'm just waiting on that. Any idea when that's going to happen? They they try and do these things yeah. as quickly as possible, don't they? Once 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 yeah, you're in the system. Yeah. 
Sorry. What, what, once once you you know you've been diagnosed as having cancer, they they try most places try and get you looked at as quickly as possible, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, our Milton Keynes have been brilliant. I must right. admit, you know, with him, I went in there on the Saturday. He operated me on the Tuesday, so I can't I can't knock them at well, all. Well, good for them. Sorry. Well, good for them. So you've you've been to Central Beds Council. Um, Obviously, you want somewhere to live, uh, and now you've got this cancer as well. So the, the, the odds are, there's, there's, you know, I would imagine there's going to be some treatment coming up. What have, um, what have Central Beds Council said about finding you somewhere to live? They've not said nothing. Not said nothing at all. I went in there on a Monday, a company with that letter, and all they offered me was uh, basically the Black Horse, which is in Leighton Buzzard, where you get kicked out at 8 o'clock in the morning, can't get back till 8 o'clock at night. And I think, you know, sooner or later we'll have a lot of, obviously, medication or whatever going on. And I don't think that was appropriate for me. But uh, the only reason I come to the radio station really was because uh, the harassment to my mother, really. Yeah. Me staying there for two nights. Um, how's, how old's mum? Mum's 82. Oh, blimey. So she don't, need, she don't need any of this stress, does she? No, she don't need, she don't need this. I don't even want to be there, you know what I mean? It's yeah. the first time I've been back home since I was 16. Yeah. I left home at 16 and expected it like, you know, like everyone else does, you know, go out and do your bit. But, uh, you know, this is the first time I've been back since I was 16. I stayed there for two nights. I was kicked out, so... Did you not make your millions, Gary? That's that's kind of what we all think when we were 16, 17. <laughs> no, Go take on the world, make million. our millions... Yeah, I'll keep doing a lottery, you know. But <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you do, then you can buy us a breakfast at Cassie Mix. Um, Catherine, we yeah. had a, we've had a statement, haven't we, from Central Beds about, about the housing situation specifically. Yeah. What have they said? Well, this is the thing. When you spoke to them, you didn't really get much out of them, did you, Gary? No, no, well, this, I didn't, no. This is what we've had from Julie Ogley, who's Director of Social Care, Health and Housing, who unfortunately couldn't join us in person this morning. Central Bedfordshire Council will always do its utmost to support anyone who approaches our housing service and wishes to apply as homeless. We deal with every case on an individual basis to make sure those who are in absolute need are looked after appropriately. Having regard to criteria established through homelessness legislation, we would only consider a single homeless person to be in priority need and thereby offer them temporary accommodation if they are vulnerable. Where there are health considerations, we would accept they are vulnerable if they were less than able to cope uh, than any ordinary person who became homeless. We have been in discussion with Mr Harrington about his housing needs since February when he left his private accommodation. During that period, he was provided with emergency accommodation at a project run by a charity. Although Mr Harrington's not on the council's housing register, he was given advice about making an application. We've advised Mr Harrington to contact the council for a further assessment in light of any new information and further medical evidence so we can properly assess his vulnerability. Um, And then it talks about your mum saying that your mother lives in a ward and controlled sheltered housing and as such is not allowed to take him in as a tenant or member of the household. What do you reckon to that, Gary? Well, you know, um, well, some of it I agree with, obviously, but... uh, I've never been, although I went to the council when I was first uh, made homeless, uh, they wouldn't help me then, and uh, they're not really helping me now, are they? So uh, that's what I can say on the matter, really. All right, listen, we're going to keep an eye on this one, Gary. I, I really appreciate you turning up at the station yesterday, and um, having, it was Ben, I think, you spoke to, and having a chat with Ben about um, uh, about this. And um, Let us know how you get on when you go back to the council. Yeah, let us, let us know what they say, Gary, and uh, we, we will have our fingers crossed and wish you the very best of luck. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, let's get the travel. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A10 has been partially blocked southbound by an accident and a fuel spillage that's at the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield, so it's causing southbound queues on the A10 from Chesant. Also on Cavendish Way in Hatfield, it's, for, it's closed westbound between College Lane and the Comet Roundabout for a police incident. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. On the M40, a bit further out, it's be, there's been an accident between Junction 7 for Tame and 6 for Watlington. It's blocked southbound and it's queuing northbound with two lanes closed uh, between junction six and seven samantha Bruff, bbc three counties radio oh my friend andy khan i say friend he once ruined um the um the end of series five of lost for me by texting me what happened before i'd seen it so friend is a very loose term he's now quoting bits of convoy to me on twitter excuse me for a few moments across beds hearts and bugs this is bbc's three counties radio It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail after one of their workers was crushed to death by a collapsed wall. British Muslim leaders have called for more safety training after more than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday. The family of murdered Dunstable man Adam Fennelly say there is no justification for the brutal and horrific manner in which he was killed. They issued a statement after two men were yesterday given life sentences. And a man has been charged with a series of vandalism attacks in Hitchin and Letchworth including the smashing of stained-glass windows at St Mary's Church in Hitchin Town Centre. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Heavy rain has affected both practice sessions for Sunday's Japanese Grand Prix. The second session is coming to a close around now with Lewis Hamilton third quickest. Milton Keynes Red Bull driver Daniel Kvyat is the fastest so far. Harvard's Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship by 41 points with six races remaining. At the Rugby World Cup last night, New Zealand beat Namibia 58-14 at the Olympic Stadium. Here's Sonia McLaughlin. New Zealand were efficient without being effervescent and coach Steve Hansen's stony face suggested frustration with his team despite scoring nine tries. Namibia battled hard, typified by the heroic resistance from their captain, Saracen's flanker Jacques Berger. Their try brilliantly taken by winger Johan Diesel, a historic moment in their first ever match against the New Zealand All Blacks. In tomorrow's football, on loan England under-21 midfielder Jake Forster-Kasky is expected to make his debut for Milton Keynes-Dons in their televised championship match at home to Derby. It's a 12.30 kick-off at Stadium MK. In League Two, Gareth Ainsworth marks three years in charge at Wickham with a trip to Exeter, Stevenage go to Cambridge and Luton could still be without defender Scott Cuthbert at home to AFC Wimbledon. He's no longer suspended but is now an injury doubt. But Luke Guttridge is fit. Midfielder Ollie Lee signed a new deal this week and keeping the player long term was always part of manager John Still's plans. I think with Jake going out on loan, we've had Parry out on loan, we've had Matt Robinson out on loan. We've gradually sort of been able to move some stuff and been able to make the short-term deal a long-term deal. But that, that was always a way of just sort of trying to find a, the right time to do it. And in the Premier League, Watford don't play until Sunday afternoon as they host Crystal Palace. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at eight. Here it comes. Hang on. Here we go. Come on, Ollie. Uh, did he come in? Here we go. 
You rag around town like a fool and you think that it's groovy. You're giving it to some other guy who gives you the eye. You don't give nothing to me. You painted a smile and you dressed all the while to excite me. But don't you know it's turning me on? I know that it's wrong, but I can't stop the pain inside me, Ollie. Love really hurts without you. Love really hurts through and through. And it's breaking my heart, but what can I do? Oh, Ollie. Love really hurts without you. Love really hurts through and through. And it's breaking my heart, but what can I do without you? I walk in a dream, making the queen of the action. You did every trick in the book, the way that you look. It's really something to see, Ollie. That's the you know. But don't you know I'm out of my mind? So give me the sign and help me ease the pain inside me, Ollie. Love really hurts without you. Love really hurts through and through. Let's break my heart, but what can I do? Um, so I'm gonna bail. I'm gonna bail now. As Jimmy says on Twitter, oh my God, what have I just heard on BBC Three Counties Radio? A car crash. Here we go. That was uh, Scott Balcony singing to uh, the Beds Police and Crime Commissioner, Ollie Martins. Um, Snuffers is on the line. Morning, Snuffers. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm all right. I'm missing my cat. My cat's still not turned up. So actually, I'm quite upset. Oh, I'm sorry and I keep, I keep a little cry last night in my garden, and then a little cry in my bed because normally my cat would get on my bed with me, and she didn't because she wasn't there. Anyway, what you got for us, snuffers? Um, I was telling Kelly I haven't listened to this show since the 21st of July. Since so, the 21st of when? July. Have you been in prison? No, I've been away. Oh, yeah, like I said, in prison. Well, no. Okay, hospital. I don't think I have. Okay. Um, But I've been away, so I've missed two months of it. Uh Uh-oh. I I want you to just quickly fill me in with what I've missed. Um, Okay. Um, Yeah, no, we can do that. That's that's fine. Um, Catherine, you go first. What have we missed? Um, Justin, um... And then... 
Ian. I there was an argument. Yep, and then Kelly um, lock poker, and then and I. Yeah, that's about it, snuffers. Huh? Hope that helps. Thanks very much indeed, boss. There we go. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. What mysterious? What is this a catch-up service? Well, my phone's gone. No, it's mine. Oh, is it? Oh, for yeah. crying out loud! You birthday still bang time, on about it? that birthday. girl's birthday? Birthday of all time. All things. Yeah. Um, any texts that we can read that aren't heavily racist? Let's have a look. <laughs> and well, you know, I can never guarantee it. It narrows it down a little bit. Uh, oh, Saeed says, um, "Hi everyone, just wanted to say this is talking about the Hajj. We were Morning, we were wondering about it. I don't know what the Hajj is." Pilgrimage, isn't it? Well, I, know, I mean, I, I don't get the point of a pilgrimage. Well, hi, everyone. Just wanted to say that even hi. though Hajj is a compulsory pilgrimage, there is an even bigger event that happens without incident in Iraq, of all places. See this link for more info. I don't click on links. Here's the thing, guys. I don't click on links. And the few times I click on links that people send me on Twitter, it's, just, it's rubbish. And then I go and look at their Twitter feed, and they've just sent that link to every minor celeb they can find. I always check that first. If I'm not <coughs> special, I'm not opening it. Um, David says, Ian, Newman and McQueen also had the daft who's the main star headlining oh. thing on the towering inferno. Yeah. One's on the left and the other's on the right. Slightly if- higher, so you don't know who's the top. Yeah, go on, carry on, because this is true, this next Is fact. it? Yeah, this is true. I mean, wow. Yeah. They also demanded the exact amount of lines each in oh. the film. I always think, listen, give me the, as few lines as possible. I'm still getting paid $10 million. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Katia? Yes, hello? Can I ask a question? Yes, you can. You may. How's your woo-woo? Well, <laughs> um, good, I suppose. Is your woo-woo good? It is, yes. Any good chance we could, have a, we could have a bit of your woo-woo? No, no, no. No, woo-woo? <laughs> no, no, no. No, woo-woo-woo? F- file a complaint. No, hang on a second. Yes. No, no, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, sorry, you want to file a complaint. This is arguments. That's next door. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, how's your Nina? Uh, she's good. Okay. Mm. The reason I'm asking these questions, Catherine. She. <laughs> and it's a good question. This is this is this is good. This is what newspapers should be doing. Huh? The great. You want to? We'll do your complaint in a second, Katya. Listen to this. The great police siren poser. Oh. Nina or woo woo? It's a good question, you know, isn't it? I, I, a woo woo is something quite different. Oh, did you know? When police visited a primary school. This is this is brilliant. And I've got to ask my boys what the answer is. It's neither. When We'll find out what yours is in a minute. When police visited a primary school, the pupils wanted only one question answering. Do your sirens go nina or woo-woo? The four and five-year-olds got a little more than they bargained for when the officers...
Pimpon for the woo-woo. Well, well, so what noise in your... What's your, your uh, mucky country? Uh, Belgium. You nearly said France. <laughs> How could you not know what country you come from? Well, some of those people down Calais probably don't. I just says, which, which, which one will get me in quickest? Syria, Syria. Just, I'm just trying to redress the balance because the BBC was yesterday accused by a caller of being responsible for people dying. So I'm just trying to say, go away. We don't want you. It's not nice here. Um, so in your country, Belgium, mm-hmm. what noise did the police sirens make? Pampon. 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 <laughs> yes. Pampon. 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 That's it. Just, can, t- I, can I file the complaint? You can do the complaint in a second. Mm. You've already done your complaint. Is it? When? So just do the police siren again. Pampon. 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 Okay. And it what? It does it like that hesitantly. <laughs> Pampon. 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 <laughs> that sounds like a sneaky Pampon. police car. Is that how it does it? I can't remember. I haven't been in Belgium for so long. That's why, because you're over here, because those sirens kept chasing you. Uh, Kelly, what noise do the the, the police sirens here make? Nino. Mm. Yeah. Nino, Nino. The the fire brigade, woo, woo. No, they're not. No, it's more, um, woo, woo, woo. That was good. She was good, wasn't she? She's good with her mouth. Mm. I know woo-woo. No. <laughs> it says in the paper. Woo-woo is something different. That's not... Um, that doesn't make a sound. <laughs> hey, do you want to hear something about Islamic State? What? <laughs> I want to complain. <laughs> you, you've, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, I've finished. I'm, I'm off the clock. You can do Honestly, you can do your complaint in a second. I just want to tell you something funny about Islamic State. <laughs> not often you hear that sentence. Okay. Give us, give, give us... Sum up your complaint in three words, and then we'll do this, then we'll do your complaint, Katia. Me? Okay, I'll... Uh... Well, there you go, that's your three words. <laughs> so. Pampon. Terror, terror Brit, no. a British jihadi in Syria has revealed <laughs> he's pining for fish fingers. Oh? Uh? Omar Hussain <laughs> said food was the... Oh, they are lovely. Now I'm back on, back on the meat. He wrote in a Q&A session on his blog, right? This is a jihadist. No. Someone said, what, someone said uh, what do you miss about England? He went... <laughs> he said, Jaffa cakes. No. No. Skittles. You see, guys, if listen, if you're listening in areas that we broadcast to, beds, hearts and bugs, and you're thinking, hmm, I, I want to go and join the jihadists, I'm not sure. This is what you're going to miss out on. They this is no going to swing it. No Skittles, no apple pies, and no bird's eye fish fingers. So, the former supermarket security guard fled High Wycombe, so he's local and vocal and hungry. In 2013, he added, I do not miss working in Morrison's. Even though it was a very relaxing job. What, he prefers getting shot at? <laughs> he's got... I bet... I'm not, I, I don't want to libel the guy. I don't want to libel Omar Hussein, but I bet he was putting a few of those fish fingers in his pockets. I bet he was, he was fingering the fish fingers. <laughs> Katia, right, you called in to complain. Mm-hmm. What on earth would you like to complain about? Uh, Iron Maiden. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
On the A10 southbound, there are long delays from Chessant to the M25 junction, 25 for Enfield because of an accident and a fuel spillage. In Hatfield, on Cavendish Way, it's been closed westbound between College Lane and the Carmet Roundabout because of a police incident. And in Watford, it's busy on Exchange Road around the junction for Beach and Grove. The M14 northbound has queues at the M25 anti-clockwise around junction 1A. And a bit further afield on the M40, it's closed. Uh, there are queues northbound between junction 6 for Watlington and 7 for Tame, and it's closed southbound because of an accident in that stretch between Junction 80 for Oxford and 6 for Watlington. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Pample. Pample, Well, that's funnier than I remembered it. If you are, are a foreigner, welcome. Welcome. Some of you. As long as you're paying your way. Not convinced she is. What noise do police sirens make in your language? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Pample, pample. She's still going on. Hang on a minute. Let me just get the. Oh, can, can you tell I'm filling as I try and find the right button? There we go. Seven forty-six, Friday, the twenty-fifth uh, of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The directors of a. Uh, oh, I've got to press the button. I'm so sorry. Here we go. This is all, all over the shop this morning. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail after one of their workers was crushed to death by a collapsed wall. British Muslim leaders have called for more safety training after more than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday. And a homeless man from Dunstable, who's been diagnosed with cancer, says his attempts to get emergency housing have fallen on deaf ears. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a lovely day today. It will stay dry. There'll be plenty of sunshine around as well, particularly this morning. Lots of blue skies around. It's a bit of a chilly start, though. Watch out for that. I think you need your extra scarf on this morning. We've seen temperatures drop quite readily into single figures overnight. A few mist patches. They won't last for too much longer, though. Lots of sunshine this morning. Some fair weather cloud here and there into the afternoon. And the breeze is lighter than yesterday, so feeling nice and warm in the sunshine. Highs today of around 17 Celsius, 63 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, we do the whole thing all all over again. Clear skies, staying dry. Uh, temperatures probably in some of the rural spots we could get as low as five or six degrees. So chilly to start the day tomorrow with some more mist patches. But the weekend is looking dry, settled. Some good spells of sunshine around at times. Just some rather misty mornings, particularly on Sunday. I think we could even see some fog patches around, but it should all have gone by around 10 o'clock. And temperature-wise, uh, we probably won't get much above sort of 18 or 19 degrees. Nothing spectacular temperature-wise. You know, not what's been reported in the papers for example but um but you know just a couple of degrees above average to the time of year very pleasant in the sunshine with just a light breeze and all of this weather is set to continue for much of next week too that's the forecast here thank you elizabeth get more from bbc three counties radio online by liking our facebook page Take part in our conversations. Including what we talk about every afternoon. Well, it's kind of how most taxes work. So most taxes work that, you know, on the first bit you pay no tax, on the next bit you pay basic rate tax, on the next bit you pay 40%, then 45%. See pictures and videos you won't get anywhere else. What we're going to do today is take you around for a lap of the Silverstone Grand Prix circuit, or 3.66 miles, which will be used for this year's British Grand Prix. Get more from BBC Three Counties Radio online by liking our Facebook page page at facebook.com slash bbc3cr This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio Oh yeah Pample Pample, Pample Look out, the Belgian police are coming 
terrifying, aren't they? Really is um, terrifying. <laughs> uh, Dealey's not very well. Get well, Justin. He says he's not very well. Isn't it interesting? He's, he's done a sickie on a Friday, mm. long weekend. I don't think he's doing... Well, he's not doing a show this... Oh, oh He's not doing his, his midday show this weekend. And uh, by the way, me and Catherine take over um, uh, uh, next Saturday, the, the, the midday, down the rabbit hole, uh, Radio Rabbit Hole on Facebook. Um, and he, he, Justin's going to start doing Saturday breakfast, six mm-hmm. till nine, but he's not doing it this week. It's David Prieber's last one. So Dealey's probably off. Where does he like to go? The Isle of Wight or something, isn't he? Mobs. He's at Marb. Oh. Quick, send the Belgian well, police. So, uh, Justin, <laughs> they're on their way. Pimpon. Yes. Pimpon, pimpon. So, Justin, get well soon. Have a nice weekend, Geese. He's going to come back really tanned for someone who's been indoors all day. Oh, yeah, it's a new treatment they give you in hospital. It's suntan therapy. I'm jaundiced. I'm jaundiced. Honest. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Now. A Stopfold woman claims she was told she wasn't allowed to breastfeed in a shop's changing room. Sinead Ryan was in the Milton Keynes branch when her 12-week-old daughter started to cry. And she joins me now. Morning, Sinead. Morning. Um, so your little girl, 12 weeks old, obviously hungry. So what? tell us what happened. OK, well, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me to speak with you this morning. Um, what happened was I was in um, the store. I had two items of clothes to try on, so I went into the fitting rooms and my husband stayed outside with our baby in her pram. Yep. Um, whilst I was in the fitting room, I heard her crying. So naturally, I got myself dressed and I came out to pick her up because I knew that she needed to be fed. I sort of looked around to see if there was a large changing room that I could fit the pram in. Soon realised there wasn't, so I just w- walked towards a normal-sized changing room. Yeah. And I was approached by a lady called Kirsty who was working there at the time. Um, she asked me what I was doing, and I said, I just need to go into here, please, so I can feed my baby. And she said, well, you, you can't do that. And I sort of—I was so taken aback that I said, "Excuse me, I don't understand. I've—I've I've always gone into fitting rooms to do this, and I've never had a problem." And she said, "Well, no, you can't do that here. This is—these rooms are just for trying on clothes. I'm not allowed to do it, and I've told people before that they're not allowed to do it." And she was quite standoffish about it, and I was sort of almost walked out of the changing rooms, and there was no sort of no talking to her or changing her mind. Um, obviously, because my husband was outside, he heard what was going on and heard how upset I was getting. He asked if we could speak to a manager. So Kirsty went to get someone. Right. Came this, back. this is just because these people are. We, it, British Home Stores is the store, and we've got we've got a statement from them. But let's just let's just not have any more yeah. names, if that's all right, Sinead. No, no, that's, sorry, that's fine. Um, so um, she she went to go and get a manager, and. Um, we waited for this, and obviously Kirsty came back because she was um, working at the fitting rooms. So, um, and um, we we waited and waited for a manager to arrive, but obviously nobody did. I still had a hungry child, so I couldn't I couldn't wait any longer, so we had to leave. In the time that it took for us to wait for somebody, we, the only suggestion that was made to us was you should go to the restaurant, try the restaurant. Now, I, I was asking to use one of many, many empty fitting rooms to feed my child, and the only suggestion that was given to me by a member of staff was a busy restaurant at lunchtime. Now, I know that this is a very emotive topic and a lot of people are going to have views on it, but the point that I make is that I was asking to use an empty fitting room. For every one person that's going to say that me asking for that was unreasonable, there will be 10 people that will say, if I sat in, an op- in a restaurant and openly breastfed my baby whilst people were eating their lunch, that that was wrong too. I was asking for a little bit of privacy, and instead of that, I was offered the most public place in the store. Uh, in a statement, uh, British Home Store said, uh, we do provide facilities whereby um, they can breastfeed in private, but if they wish to breastfeed while shopping, they may do so. On this occasion, one of the requested changing rooms was out of order and the customer was provided with a number of alternative options within the store. What's your reaction to that? 
Um, that, I believe that statement was initially given to um, a newspaper that picked up on the, the story from social media, but only yesterday did I hear back from um, British Home Stores and they've confirmed that that actually wasn't the case. They've, they've agreed that I was only offered the restaurant or the cafe. However, they have said, but we do have, we do have facilities, which I now appreciate. But as you say, I live in Stockfold. I have a 12-week-old baby, so I'm still a new mum. I'm getting used to all of this. I don't, I'm not... I'm not really that familiar with Milton Keynes and I don't know where these facilities are and the member of staff didn't didn't openly offer those to me. She didn't point them out to me. The only thing she said is try the restaurant. Now, I appreciate they've got the facilities and I think that's brilliant, but I didn't know that and I wasn't told about them. What sh- I'm trying to work out exactly what your beef is, Sinead. Is it um, the, the, the fact that you weren't... Um, the, 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 the alternatives were not presented to you? Is it the, the way that you were spoken to? Is it the fact that you weren't allowed to breastfeed in the, in the changing room? Um, because it, it would have been easy, wouldn't it, to have said, oh, up yours, and then gone out and found somewhere else to breastfeed quite quickly? Because people do, don't they? Well, this is the thing. I, I mean, to answer your initial question, I'm sort of enraged at all of the above, but... My point is, I had a 12-week-old baby that was hungry. If, if they had it offered me an alternative, surely I'd have jumped to it. They didn't. They, the only thing they said to me was the restaurant. Now, I'm, a, I'm quite a reserved person, which is why I do ask to go somewhere like a fitting room so it's private, out of the public gaze, so that I can feed my baby. Um, she didn't offer me any of that. Now, the, the fact is, she could have told me where these, these um, facilities were, and she didn't. And regardless, it was a sort of it was a it was a Tuesday afternoon. Afternoon, it wasn't busy. I was in the fitting rooms, and yes, perhaps one of them was out of order, but at least four of them weren't. And I know that because I was in there. There was nobody else there, and I really don't see what sort of an issue I would have caused if I quietly sat down for ten minutes with my baby. I, I could have walked into that room with a top and been in there for ten or fifteen minutes, and and ahhing about whether to buy it and then walked out, or I could have been in there 10 minutes quietly feeding my baby. I wasn't taking a room from anybody else because it was so quiet. As I said, there were at least four that were empty. And what, I, I, what, do you want, what, what, what do you want? Well, I, do you know, I, just, I, want to make, I want to make BHS aware of what happened because the person I spoke to told me that she's only doing her job and doing what she's been told to do. I left that store feeling very... Um, I was angry, I was upset, you know... It's it's hard enough for anybody to breastfeed a baby. I've only in the last sort of six weeks or so started going out with my my baby because I'm so worried about feeding her in public. But I've never had an issue in going to a, a fitting room. I don't want this sort of scenario to happen again to somebody else because it's things like this that can to tell people that just think you know what's the point in breastfeeding if it's no, going to be this hard. No, no, I'm not. Sinead, no, the, 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 someone being told they can't breastfeed somewhere isn't going to put someone off breastfeeding forever. I, I, I actually disagree with you because I was so upset. I was in tears when I left that store. I was upset. I had a child that was upset. And again, I don't want to go into too much detail here, but when you're a breastfeeding mother, if you're stressed out, your baby's crying, you need to feed. It hurts. It actually really hurts. And why would you put yourself through it? You know, people people don't like to for women to breastfeed in a public place. You ask to breastfeed in a private place and you're denied. Why would you put yourself through it? Unless you're going to be sort of housebound until you finish breastfeeding, what's the point? Well, you, you said you want British Home Stores to to, to acknowledge and to um, uh, um, learn from this. Um, mm. They've done that now, haven't they? So so you, you, you can let the resentment go, can't you? They haven't because the last email that I had from them, 
has sort of said, yes, you were correct, the, the fitting rooms, you know, we should have let you in, blah, blah, blah. But the, the statement that they initially gave to this newspaper on um, Facebook said that they were all closed and everybody's backlashed at me saying she asked for a fitting room to be opened and I didn't. I asked to go into a room that I was previously in whilst trying on some tops. Okay, but you said that they, you've spoken to them and they've acknowledged that that, that that was wrong. They haven't acknowledged that what was said was wrong, no. They've just acknowledged that this is what happened and just said, you know, that's that. But the story that is out there for everybody else to read is that I was being unreasonable and I just don't want it to put other women off. I don't think it's an unreasonable request to ask to use a fitting room. No, I don't think it is either. That, that's, that's what I want to get across. This lady told me that it was their policy... And I want to have clarification from BHS. That it I thought they'd policy. said to you that it wasn't their policy. No, they've said that they're going to... They, they, the person at um, head office has said that it isn't, right. but how do I know that they, they haven't told their staff that? This lady was adamant that it wasn't their policy, and she was also adamant that she's told people in the past that they couldn't do it, which upsets me, because there must have been other women that must have been in this position and been upset before. OK. Uh, Sinead, uh, what are you going to do next? I'm waiting to hear back from BHS. I just okay. want to know what's going to happen. Okay. Well, let us know when you hear back from them, won't you? I will do. All right, Sinead. Thank you very much indeed. How's the baby? How's the baby? That's the important thing. How's the baby? Oh, she's fine. She, you, you know, go. she's fine. She's doing very well, thank you. Brilliant. Well, excellent work. That's, that's the important thing. Sinead, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. 81333. Start text. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Enfield, the A10 is, has queued southbound from Chessant towards the M25 because of an accident between a coach and a van and it caused a fuel spillage, so it's causing queues getting onto the M25 anti-clockwise. In Hatfield on Cavendish Way, it's closed westbound between Bishop's Rise and the Comet Roundabout because of a police incident, and it's busy in Dunstable on High Street North between at, at the junction for Church Street. On the A1 southbound, there are delays between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout. And on the M40, there are some problems a bit further afield. There are queues northbound between junctions 6 for Watlington and 7 for Tame and that's because of an accident that's happened in the southbound carriageway so it's closed southbound between Junction 8A for Oxford and 6 for Watlington at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. I don't want to do the, uh, do, what do you think of breathfeeding in public? I don't, I, don't, I mean that's uh, that's a lazy, tired old ham-fisted one. Um, I, um, um, I, I'm trying to get my head around how I feel about what was just said then? Part, I mean, I, I've never been a young mum. Uh, part of me just thinks, okay, well, they made a mistake. You know, let it go. Don't let that consume you. I don't know. Your thoughts, please. We'll talk more after the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock. The headlines. Company directors escape jail after builder killed in St Albans. Call for more safety training after hundreds die at Mecca. And Hertfordshire singer releases new Bond theme. BBC Three Counties Radio. The directors of a building firm in Hertfordshire have escaped jail despite pleading guilty to the corporate manslaughter of one of their workers. Gareth Jones from Welling Garden City died instantly when a garden wall fell on top of him in St Albans in January 2013. Welling-based Linley Developments was fined £200,000 pounds. Its directors, Trevor Hyatt and Alfred Barker, were each given six-month sentences suspended for two years. Paul Hoskins is from the Health and Safety Executive. They assumed that the wall 
would be safe because it looked like it was in condition. That was not the case. They shouldn't have assumed that it would be safe. They should have checked it. And in this case, as the judge, his honour, Judge Bright, pointed out, they should have engaged a structural engineer. An inquiry has been ordered into how more than 700 people from around the world were crushed to death in a stampede outside the Muslim holy city of Mecca. The King of Saudi Arabia said there'd be a full review of the Hajj pilgrimage. So far, there are no reports of any British casualties. But Mohammed Jafari, an advisor to the Hajj and Umrah travel company, says more could have been done. If you stop those two stream and the uh, population builds up and eventually it's going to be accidents, so it is... Uh, on the fault of the Saudi government because any time a prince comes along, they close the roads, they don't think about the disaster waiting to happen. The family of murdered Dunstable man Adam Fennelly say there is no justification for the brutal and horrific manner in which he was killed. They issued a statement after two men were given life sentences for the killing at a traveller's site at Nash near Milton Keynes. Luton Crown Court heard Addie McAllister and Gemma Price had inflicted a savage beating on the 31-year-old in March this year. Volkswagen will announce its new chief executive this morning following the emissions scandal. Yesterday the government said some diesel cars in this country would be retested. The new James Bond theme sung by Hertfordshire's Sam Smith has been released this morning. Writings on the wall is for the upcoming movie Spectre. More from Colin Patterson. familiar strings which have graced Bond themes for more than 50 years. Sam Smith describes Writings on the Wall as an epic love song. There's no mention of the film's title Spectre, and only one line, I never shoot to miss, references typical Bond behaviour. Adele may have won a Best Song Oscar for Skyfall, but no James Bond theme has ever topped the UK charts. For the next week, forget Blofeld, Bond's archenemy is Justin Bieber. In sport, heavy rain has affected both practice sessions for Sunday's Japanese Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton was third quickest in the second session behind Milton Keynes Red Bull driver Daniel Kvyat. Harvard's Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship by 41 points with six races remaining. The weather dry with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Excellent news about um, um, uh, the, the, um, I don't know. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Majority of texts, um, in regards to that last story with Sinead. Was it Sinead? Yes. Yes. So terrible with names. Thank you, Chris and... uh, Stevie. <laughs> Majority of texts disagreeing with her and saying I get over it, overreaction. Majority uh, of texts from men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I can't see 
Uh, yeah, Gary from Luton says, get over it. At worst, it was a misunderstanding. Your baby wasn't upset. It was hungry. Yeah. The baby didn't know what was going on. Get on with it and stop being so precious about your baby. Well, we're, we're always precious about babies. They're the most important baby in the world. And then he's quoting Shakespeare. It's the title of a play, Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> Cultural. Um, and then Louise says... I've got total... I think this is Louise, is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. I have total sympathy for that mum and her young baby. She was trying to be discreet, not wanting to feed in public. It seems you can't win either way. The sales assistant could have gone and asked to be sure. Um, you're right, and the ones that are saying she's overreacting are men. And I wonder if that's, if that's it, if it's impossible. And it's not the breastfeeding and public debate. Yabu sucks boring. It's, it's a, this, is, this is a different thing. Um, and there is... Maybe it's impossible for a bloke to understand this, but there is, I have felt the sting of humiliation uh, being told I can't do something that I'd assumed I could do in a public place. Steady on now. Um, and I've had that, that humiliation several times, and that's kind of more about me and my reaction to being what I perceive to be as being told off. Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, I mean, actually, it's just kind the of rules is, and stuff. It, she didn't want to do it in a public place. No, that's why we're not having that discussion. Yeah. Right, so why are you trying to have that discussion? I'm just saying. Ollie, the fishing correspondent, we all trust that guy, right? So he, what he says is final. Well, he often says he doesn't give a damn, he'd do it anyway, so... I think Sinead is going a bit over the top about the whole thing, to be honest. On the other hand, the shop could have let her use the room. So there we go, he's sitting nice and square. Do you need help pulling those splinters out of your bum? <laughs> he's sitting nice and squarely on the fence, and that's, that's how we Do you like know what, though? Things. What she said about putting you off breastfeeding, I think she's right. Okay. Because I, I found it, you know, I found it really difficult and I spent a lot of time sitting upstairs because I didn't like breastfeeding in front of other people. If people were coming you around... Don't, to, you won't stop now. <laughs> if people were coming around to visit, I'd always try now. and make sure that I'd prep the baby so they'd get a decent time with the baby. Instead of a decent Eiffel. And the thing was, people are never... Eiffel Tower. Never turn up on time. Eiffel belly. And so... Not hungry no more, mama. They would mama. pitch up, the baby would start crying. It looks like you're a bad mum as far as you're concerned. And you have to whip them off upstairs. But anyway, I'm glad that I shared that with you. And, that's, and that, dear listener, is the sound of someone who's genuinely PO'd. That's a genuine. That's not bants anymore. We crossed the Rubicon. Don't you worry. I can get you back on my side in a little bit. You Got reckon? A little, yeah, I do reckon. Got a little something special lined up for you. Baby, I'm gonna breast, be massive. I'm going to bre breastfeed your children. Live on air. Again. Just to see what it's like. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. The directors of a Hertfordshire building firm have escaped jail despite pleading guilty to corporate manslaughter. 28-year-old bricklayer Gareth Jones was working on a project in St Albans two years ago when a wall collapsed, killing him instantly. Well in based, Lindley Developments was fined £200,000 and its directors Trevor Hyatt and Alfred Barker were each given six-month sentences suspended for two years. Well, Gareth leaves behind a young son and also his wife Leanne, who joins me now. Morning, Leanne. Thanks for coming on. Morning. Um, how do you feel about the sentencing? I would hope it would have been harsher. Um, I know that because it's quite a new law and that there was only it could have been up to two years and that could have been suspended, but six months just seems just doesn't seem enough. I know nothing would ever seem enough, but <clears throat> I would have hoped for a harsher sentence. I I'm imagining it doesn't feel like um uh justice has been served or that that um that Gareth has been respected. Is is that right? Is that is that kind yeah, of right? Completely, yeah. I, I I accept the the comments that Judge Bright read out in court yesterday. I accept the reasons 
why he came to to that decision because of of the law. It's a very new law. The the full credit has to be given because they pleaded guilty. All this, but it still it feels that there's just this being no yeah no. It's justice, but it's not it's not harsh enough. It's me it doesn't feel harsh enough yeah. how how long how long ago was it that um gareth was killed like this uh, two and a half years okay it's okay. taken this long to i'm kind of two and a half years of, of, of getting this far really and then it's, it's an incredibly drawn out process isn't it it is it is and i know it could have taken a lot longer it was due to go on trial for up to five weeks and on the first day that's when they pleaded guilty so well you kind of often when I talk to people um, who've been through tragedies like this and there is a court case, they're able at the end of it to say, well, I, I can kind of, you know, put that chapter to one side, not necessarily behind me, but I, I feel that there is some sort of closure on that and I can look a bit more to the future. I'm I'm kind of making up, Leanne, that you don't feel like that. No. I, I'm, in one way, I, I have, you know, it, I, I half knew what the kind of outcome would be because of, of um, what corporate manslaughter and health and safety what kind of fines and, and sentencing that can come out of it. But um, no, I, I'm not really. It's I think because of the way the company may be acted, because of um, other aspects, it, it doesn't feel like like it's kind of uh, an end and that some kind of, I, I don't know. Ju- I mean, some justice has been done and, mm. and I'm glad that we've got this far because it's taken a lot of hard work, hard work just to get this far. But obviously... I would have hoped for for more. Um, have you spoken to the directors, Trevor mm. Hyatt and Alfred Barker? Have they spoken to you? No, no, I've never spoken to them. They, they Isn't that incredible? sent, I think, an email to Gareth's Hotmail account a week or so after his death um, and put money into our account. But I think it was after the money owed to him, it was about a grand. So that apparently is what his life. Sorry, they sent an them. email to, to Gareth's Hotmail account a week yeah. after he he died. Saying About, what? Yeah, just it was obviously addressed to me. But the fact that oh. when I saw money in my account, I kind of thought, well, what is this? And I don't want it, and sent it straight back to them. And it was only when I double saw, oh, actually, let me check Gareth's account because I can't work out why this money's come. And there was an email saying, I hope this money can. Oh, I can't remember the actual wording. You know give you and your son something. But it was like about after money owed to him, about a grand or something. And in court that came up as to apparently them showing some remorse. But to me, it, it, it was it. just... I, would have, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because it's so ridiculous. It um, I, I, I would have... How would you have felt if they'd have come round one day and had you know and knocked on the door and introduced themselves and had that awkward conversation would you um would would you have would you have had more respect for them would you, or is that impossible to answer maybe i don't think i think um especially in, in the first like few weeks and months where a lot of information was coming out through the police about what actually happened that day i don't think i could have faced them at all mm. without kind of losing it they did ask to come to the funeral and i, and I said no, basically, I don't want you anywhere near and don't contact me. And if you do need to contact me, you do it through the police. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the first time I would have seen them was last year in court. Um, but uh, they did um, some other things, like on their website, put 
the, the house that, that Gareth was working on up for an award. And... I was going to ask about this. The, 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 the house where um, Gareth was killed, they, yeah. it was no, they nominated it for an award. Yeah, I found out it was just over a year after his death and they it was on their website and on their Facebook page, um, basically um, putting forward this house and you nominate yourself for them, really. Um, yeah. And it had been shortlisted in the Federation of Master Builders and um, there was also um, testimonies from the owner of Mile House Lane about how amazing they were as builders and how it was done on time. Mm. And it just seemed that there was no remorse that, they could have just left it out of all the buildings they do. They, yeah. did, you know, yeah. the, the stuff my husband worked on prior to his death. Um, why not those? You know, it was just they obviously, to me, showed no repulse because they, they they chose that house to put it up and chose to put testimony all over their website as as a way of attracting more business. And it, it was sickening, and it was it, it to me just sums up what kind of people they are. Um, here's a question. Maybe I should have asked this one first. What what was Gareth like? Well, amazing. He he's uh, he he was just kind, funny. Uh, he he was kind of just very laid back person that everyone kind of got on with. And um, and I know that the company, you know, did get on with him and they they trusted him. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, he he was just he was just everything. To me, just... how old's your little boy now? He's five, just turned. Five. How's he doing? Is he all right? He is. He's getting there, but it's been a long two and a half years of um, of, of just trying to get both me and him kind of the way we are today. He's had a lot of trouble with anger. Yeah, I bet. He's safety. He still doesn't really understand. But we were um, lucky to have this um, charity at the beginning that helped us—a a mm. bereavement charity for children, grief encounters—that that helped really helped and Casey and still to this day we both are receiving you know cancelling through them and it's one of those things that will come out the older he gets the more questions that are coming out so it's it's a lifelong thing but um quite often you know I was saying this to your your um your brief earlier on uh you know when someone launches a civil case some people go oh dear look they're after the money I I don't think anyone could question your, your your civil action you're taking against the company and um I know you're doing it because you want to look after you and you, more importantly, you want to look after your boy and you want what's entitled to you. And um, I just wish you the best of luck with it. I really hope it goes. Thank Again, you. it's not going to solve anything. Well, it, actually, it will solve a few things. You'll have a few quid that you that you would have got from Gareth. I know, but I know it's not going to, you know, it's not going to make everything better, yeah. but I just wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with your boy. Thank you very much. Thank you, Liam. Oh, dear. Well, well, I'm, I'm not going to say that because that's going to sound patronising. But ah, oh, tears in my eyes again. Look, it's been one of those weeks, hasn't it? Hasn't it been one of those weeks? One of those weeks. And of course, that little boy's got anger. But I bet she's going to. Oh, she'll do a cracking job. Right. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
M25 anti-clockwise, the lane swing blocks on the exit slip road at Junction 25 for the A10 at Enfield. That's because a car's broken down where there's already queues in the accident that happened on the A10. So there is delays on the M25 back from Junction 26 Waltham Abbey and the A10 southbound has queues from Chesham towards the M25 because of that fuel spillage and accident. It's also causing it to be very slow in the surrounding area through Crossbush. On, in Hatfield on Cavendish Way it's closed westbound between Bishop's Fries and the Comet Roundabout and in Watford it's busy on Exchange Road around Beach and Grove. The A404 northbound in High Wycombe is very busy at the M40 Junction 4 at the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout and there are delays northbound on the M40 because of an accident that's happened in the southbound carriageway where it's closed between Junction 8 for Oxford and 6 for Watlington. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Hey, it's 8.17. It's Friday the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The widow of a Hertfordshire builder killed when a wall collapsed on top of him says the suspended sentence handed out to his employers is not enough. British Muslim leaders have called for more safety training after more than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday. And Volkswagen will announce its new chief executive this morning following the emissions scandal. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're in the do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Why and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it makes you think, doesn't it? It makes you think how lucky we are, doesn't it? Really. Oh, dear. Oh, I feel um, that hit something. I don't quite know what it's hit yet because I, there's there is little I can identify with uh, with uh, that that incredible story. But it's hit it's hit something in there. Well, and that, my friends, is why we have health and safety, so you can go to work and come home afterwards. Yeah, everyone, you know, everyone's got the right to go to work and come back alive. You know, oh dear. I, I tell you what it is, it's because I just I'm, I'm my little boy's three, and I just try to imagine if if you know if if he lost one of us. Because um, at three, they're fully aware. You know, he's upset about the cat going missing. Do you know what I mean? They're fully sentient and aware of what's going on. Yeah. Um, she's doing a cracking job, isn't she? Well done. That's um. Ah, oh dear. Right. Um, we were talking about Sinead. Remind us of the story of Sinead. Sinead was trying on some uh, some clothes in uh, BHS in the changing I'm, room. Do you know the story that shocks me the most is that British Home Stores is still going. <laughs> I, I re- it's such a seventies outlet. The thing I remember about BHS, or was it Debenhams in Milton Keynes, is that they'd had a microwave and you could warm up bottles and, and you could warm up baby food. The thing in there. I remember about BHS, and by the way, that's our phone in for the last 40 minutes. What <laughs> do you remember about BHS? Was in Slough downstairs, um, they had an amazing lighting display. At yeah, the, back, the lighting was, thing was, was always something magical. special. There's so many lights. Chandeliers. Oh, it was, it was uh, you know, we, we lived in a council house in Slough, so we just had your, like, your one light and a, and a weird lamp. 
they, they, this magical kingdom of lights and chandeliers and crystals. It was amazing. Yeah. It was um, it was heaven. That was in the days for Peppa Pig world. That was a day yeah. out. Yeah, that was it. Was a, it was? A, what do you remember? Did you, you used to go shopping for the day. Your mum would have done this. Yeah, on on Saturday. Saturday was you going to town. Mm-hmm. So on Saturday we go into Slough. Not you weren't you paying to, for parking, so you could spend all day. They weren't having to, then they weren't going to buy anything. We no. just go. We should, right, we're going to go to Slough. For mooch. And if we felt posh, we go to Maidenhead. You can go to Maidenhead now if you felt posh. You go to Maidenhead if you wanted to see um, you know what what something looks like after a nuclear war. <laughs> anyway, go on, sorry. So anyway, she's in there trying on some clothes. The baby starts yeah. crying um, and she knows it's uh, she. It's a little girl, isn't it? Yep. She knows she's hungry. So um, she asked for a bigger change, to go into a bigger changing room so she could feed the baby and she was told, oh no, we don't allow people to do that. Um, and it all got, there, there was, you know, there was a standoff and she felt humiliated. Mm. She felt publicly hum- humiliated. Um, Mary's called in about this. Morning, Mary. Good morning. Go on. What you got? Well, I just don't understand why she just didn't pick up some clothes, say she's trying them on, and then just sit down and feed her baby. But she was why already. Did she make such an issue out of it. She was trying some clothes on. But then well, she then wanted to go back. But then she, she wanted, wanted to, to go into a bigger changing room. I think. To, yeah. To, uh, yeah. Where well. she could sit down. And also, you shouldn't have to um, lie about what you're going to do. I bet she wishes she hadn't said. Well, exactly. I think you just have to learn tricks of the trade when, you, when you're a young mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got you to learn these things. And obviously a young mother doesn't know ways around things. I mean, I feel sorry for her. Uh, I, do you know what, Mary? This story confuses me. And I can't quite work out why I'm con- confused I, I about it. I know why. Because normally we're arguing about people's right to breastfeed in public. This yeah. woman wants to be able to, to breastfeed, breastfeed in, in private. In private, yeah. I suppose, I suppose that's... Uh, um, that's the thing. I mean, there isn't. Uh, 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 is it like I'm going to say something that sounds stupid, but they're often my my greatest questions. But I don't think this one is. Is it like guide dogs? No. Stick with me. <laughs> stick with me, Mary. Everyone's, everyone's stick with me, Kelly, Catherine, Mary. We're on for a bumpy ride. Here we go. In that, legally, you can take a guide dog anywhere. You can take a guide dog anywhere, in a restaurant, in a baker's, in the back of a cab, in a hospital, on a plane, and you can take them anywhere. And is it the same with breastfeeding? In as much as, I'm not equating a baby to a dog, although some of them are hairy. (laughs) Mine was. Is it the same? Is it that you you, you are legally allowed to breastfeed anywhere, and that anyone who says you can't breastfeed there, that's breaking the law? I don't know whether it's uh, held up in law like that. No, I don't know whether you can. Mary, have have you got kids? Uh, yes, I've had four. Did you did you breastfeed them willy nilly? Uh, n- well, no, I didn't actually. <laughs> I bottle fed. Yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, don't I mean, say I, that. Don't say that. I all all of the uh, all of the the, the the breastfeeding fascists will be on saying, "Oh, you shouldn't have let you shouldn't have let her get away with saying she bottle fed. How dare she?" <laughs> all that lot. Well, all mine are grown up and they're all very healthy and and doing very well. So I don't. Hey, here's think the thing. Here's the question, Mary. How intelligent are they? Because there was a thing. Because yeah, the, 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 the kids. Okay, this is a... they didn't go to university. Oh, oh Mary! All earning over twenty grand a year. Oh, Mary. Well, well, I'm sure you did brilliantly by them. Well done, Mary. Well, they found out yesterday that it makes no difference. It, it, Kel was, that, was, was that the uh, the yeah. findings? Because for years it was. If you breastfeed them, they'd be more intelligent. Yeah, it's more about how much we encourage them and like buy them books and that. I think, isn't it? I think so. Hey, my eldest is, is, is cracking at reading now. 
Oh, he's great at reading. He just like suddenly had a, a burst yeah. of, of, of reading. He sits there and he reads stuff. He reads these books out loud to Isn't me. Isn't it funny how fast it goes from k to yeah. to them reading all kinds? He's doing it. And he's, he read his little brother to sleep the other night. Oh, what a joy. What a joy. Magic. I'll, I'll get him in one day. He can, he can do some reading. Oh, and when we're interviewing Bare Naked Ladies next week, you've got to record your kids singing popcorn, uh-huh. and I'll get my kids singing uh, another postcard. Well, they're like ninjas as well. Yeah. Oh, well, then we'll 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 we'll, we'll say to the Bare Naked Ladies, you owe us uh, so much of our lives back because this is what we have to put up with at home. <laughs> these idiots singing these stupid songs. Thanks, guys. Bare Naked Ladies on the show next week, guys. Excitement, excitement. Now. A homeless man from. Um, oh, I've got. Uh, hang on, where are we going? Um, oh, that, that the guest has disappeared. We'll get the. Uh, sorry, is that what you just whispered in my ear? So sorry. You know that if I'm speaking and you speak at me at the same time, I, I, my brain just uh, freezes. All right, I'll have to develop um, some clicks and signals. Hey, at them dolphins. Yeah. How do they do that? Fish. <laughs> how do they do that? Um, they watch Flipper. That that's that's how they do it. Right, uh, that, that filled us 30 seconds. Nice work, guys. Remember the dolphin routine. We'll use that again. A homeless man from Dunstable is desperately searching for a house, having just been diagnosed with cancer. Gary Harrington was diagnosed on Monday, and despite having a letter from his GP stressing his need, he hasn't been able to get any emergency housing from central Bedfordshire Council. Well, uh, Hannah Gowsey is Senior Policy Officer at Crisis. Morning, Hannah. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Hannah, are you there? Hannah, Hannah, can you hear me? No, oh, okay. Let's try now. Oh, she's gone. Okay. Seems to be having a problem with uh, Hannah's phone line. Anyway, those dolphins. Yeah, Flipper. <laughs> it's Flipper what done it. Uh, I don't think dolphins are as clever as we are led to believe. They're arrogant. They're well. I don't, well, I they're and also they're cocky, literally. Mm-hmm. Literally. I was going to say, remember. Uh, remember what? Remember. Remember the um, story. The story of the dolphins. They really are um, mucky pups. Mm. Absolutely mucky pups. If you go in that pool, they're fair. You, they think you're fair game. Dolphins and humans and monkeys. The only ones that have um, um, intercourse for, for fun, for, for for pleasure, for pleasure. Everyone else, they're doing it because they've got to. Because well, their genetic no, brain is telling. Not necessarily them. true. Some animals do it to mark territory, don't they? Like, okay, everyone, I'm showing you who's boss. Oy. Really? Yeah. Is that what happens? Right, okay. <laughs> Remember the dolphin story. We can use that anytime we need to fill. If you ever hear us talking about dolphins, it means that a guest has dropped off. The guest has joined us. We've got Hannah back now. Morning, Hannah. <laughs> so anyway, because lots of people get done for um, problems with dolphins, yeah. don't they? They um, they go and... Well, um, they think it's a trip of a lifetime and sometimes you build something up that much and the dolphin can let you down well, in the worst possible well, way. Or let you down or lift you up. Anyway, remember that dolphin story. Whenever we can... If ever you hear us tell a story about dolphins, it means a guest has dropped off. But I think Hannah is on the line now. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. Hannah, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we've been talking about Gary, who's... Um, um, he's homeless, been diagnosed with cancer, and he, he can't seem to get any emergency housing from the council. Uh, I, I would imagine these stories are perhaps more common than we'd like to think they are. 
Yeah, unfortunately, this is a really, really common story for people who are single and homeless. Unfortunately, there's no duty on local authorities to provide accommodation to single homeless people. Um, and unfortunately, you should be able to access accommodation if you are particularly vulnerable. Now, you can qualify as vulnerable if you have a physical health problem. So I would, obviously, I don't know all the details yeah. of Gary's case, but I would have expected that in this situation, um, given his illness that the council would have taken this very seriously um, and considered giving him an offer of accommodation but what this really demonstrates is that actually when it comes to single homeless people local authorities can often not have to provide any accommodation at all and that's why uh, one of the things that we're very focused on is calling on the government to change the law with this respect. And that seems nuts. I don't, what, what is the reasoning behind that? Obviously I I imagine that families are a priority, as they should be, yeah. perhaps. But, but still, you know, there are still single people that that need help. Yeah, of course, we completely agree. Um, we actually undertook some research into this exact problem last year. And what we found that was for many single people, many of them who were in an extremely vulnerable situation, people who had uh, learning difficulties and people who were fleeing domestic violence, for many of them, they weren't considered a priority by their local authority. And for many, they were just turned away and forced to sleep off. And uh, of course, the problem is people say, well, why don't they go and rent private? Well, uh, th- th- mm-hmm. so many people, as soon as you say, by the way, I'm on housing benefit. I don't know if it's, if it's called housing benefit, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm on benefits. They say, yeah, not interested. Thanks very much. Bye. And uh, that is 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 grossly unfair as well, isn't it? That, what are, what are people in this situation supposed to do? Where can, obviously they can come, come and speak to crisis, but what, but what, what practically can they do? Um, Well, in theory, you should be able to go to your local authority. They should be providing you with an advice and assistance, and that could be uh, things like providing you with financial assistance. But the problem is we do know that increasingly over the last sort of three to five years, landlords have been increasingly kind of wary of letting to tenants who are receiving housing benefit. And that is, as well as rent being unaffordable for people actually kind of getting through the door in the first instance and finding someone who's prepared to rent to you is becoming increasingly more difficult. Um, I, Hannah, I really appreciate your time. Sorry it's been a bit brief. That's, that's down to the technical issues that we were having. But um, uh, thank you very much indeed. Of course, if anyone wants to find out more um, uh, about Crisis, they are a fantastic service and can offer all kinds of advice and bits and pieces. That's uh, Hannah Gowsey, Senior Policy Officer at Crisis. Um, 03459 555 It's BBC Three Counties Radio. 8.30, let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very busy on the M25 anti-clockwise approaching Junction 25 for Enfield where, an, where there was an accident earlier and a breakdown so it's queuing from Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey and the A10 is very slow southbound from Chestnut towards the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield and that accident fuel spillage is still causing delays in that area on that roundabout and Hatfield on Cavendish Way is closed westbound between Bishop's Rise and the Comet roundabout and on the A40 London Road in High Wycombe it's looking very slow in both directions the A413 Amherst Road in Chalfont St Peter's also has queues between Pheasant Hill and Kingsway at Gerrard's Cross and on the M40 northbound there's a lane closed between Junction 6 for Watlington and 7 for Tame because of an accident and it's closed in that stretch southbound. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The widow of a Hertfordshire builder killed when a wall collapsed on top of him says the suspended sentence handed out to his employers is not enough. The directors of Welling-based Linley Developments were each given six-month sentences suspended for two years after pleading guilty to corporate manslaughter. An inquiry is underway into how more than 700 people were crushed to death outside the Muslim holy city of Mecca. Volkswagen will announce its new chief executive this morning following the emissions scandal and the new James Bond Bond theme sung by Hertfordshire's Sam Smith has been released this morning. Writings on the wall is for the upcoming movie Spectre, filmed at Pinewood in Buckinghamshire. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Heavy rain has affected both practice sessions for Sunday's Japanese Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton was third quickest in the second session, behind Milton Keynes Red Bull driver Daniel Kvyat. Hertfordshire's Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship by 41 points, with six races remaining. In tomorrow's football, on loan England under-21 midfielder Jake Forster-Kasky is expected to make his debut for Milton Keynes Dons in their televised championship match at home to Derby. It's a 12.30 kick-off at Stadium MK. In League Two, Gareth Ainsworth's Marks three years in charge at Wickham with a trip to Exeter. Stevenage go to Cambridge and Luton could still be without defender Scott Cuthbert at home to AFC Wimbledon. He's no longer suspended but is now an injury doubt. But Luke Guttridge is fit. Midfielder Ollie Lee signed a new deal this week and keeping the player long term was always part of manager John Still's plans. I think with Jake going out on loan, we've had Parry out on loan, we've had Matt Robinson out on loan. We've gradually sort of been able to move some stuff and been able to make the short-term deal a long-term deal. But that that was always a way, just sort of trying to find the right time to do it. In the Premier League, Watford hosts Crystal Palace on Sunday afternoon. And at the Rugby World Cup last night, New Zealand beat Namibia 58-14 at the Olympic Stadium. England complete their preparations today for tomorrow night's match with Wales. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at nine. I've got literally no, no buttons ready! This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Sorry. So dolphins, they apparently no, no, they no, feel no, like no, a hard-boiled no, no, egg. No, we don't. Uh, listen, listen, guys. There's, there's plenty we can do. Hang on. Oh. <clears throat> you ready? Forget your Sam Smiths. Oh, no. When you were young and your heart was an open book. <laughs> Used to say, live and let live. You know you did, you know you did, you know you did. But in this ever-changing world in which we live in, makes you give in and cry. So live and let die. Live and let die. Live and let die. Die. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks. You know you've got to commit to this whole thing. There's not that much singing in it. I can do this. It's mainly this. I can't wait to hear you take it to the bridge. Primarily this for the rest of the fireworks and like a sports event waiting to happen. Here we go. What does it matter to you 
When you got a job to do, you gotta do it well. You got to give the other man a hand. Fireworks. It's nearly finished. It's fireworks. You were young and your heart was an open book. You used to say, live and let live. But in this ever-changing world in which we live in, makes you <laughs> give in and cry. Say what? Say live and let die. Live and let die. People leaving to go to the car park early to miss the rush. I would have gone about two minutes ago. Live and let die. You can't see me doing the eyes and the head waggle. He is, he's doing, doing the whole Macca thing. I think I'm done here. Good night, Wembley. Good night? What about Hey Jude? Very powerful radio. Very powerful radio, Matt. Very powerful indeed. Yes. Okay, we'll come back to you in a second. Andy's on the line. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. How you feeling? Uplifted what? by the magic of, of song? What is going on? Huh? Because well, first we have Jonathan Vernon Smith singing continuously on the the search program on Saturday morning. The search program and on a Saturday now, morning. Gosh, well that type, that branding's worked, hasn't it? So aren't you telling now, me on search on a Saturday he was singing? Yeah, he's always singing. He's got a good voice, and isn't now, it? And now, and now you're singing. <laughs> the search program. Yep. Is there something wrong with the um, no the, the broadcast tonight? There was something wrong with the broadcast today. Now there's something right with the broadcasters today. We, we've realised the errors of our ways. It turns out that life is like a musical. Yeah. Good. Vo- and I'm the sure, thing is, I'm, i got a good voice, isn't it? I'm sure your listeners will agree. Yeah, well, let's, let's watch. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for the support. It really means a lot to me, brother. Thank you. Because uh, we went out on a limb there, and it's great to know it's, it's being appreciated. And I look forward to those listening figures um, coming back. The the uh, the uh, not the the spike singing spike the singing spike that's what they call you that's what they call me the sing- so they used to call me back in the day the singing spike and then that woman broke my heart and I got I got done for a murder I didn't commit but they used to call me the singing spike first rule of comedy spike never turn your back on the audience what's that from Heidi High there we go Heidi Ho Ted Bovis <laughs> is Ted Bovis still with us. I mean, it doesn't make much difference to me. Wasn't he in Oh, Dr. Beeching? They all were. Well, you that was wrote the, that, don't you? The, no, Ricky Spenlove didn't write yeah. it. No, that was written... No, 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 he didn't write it. That was written by the same people that wrote um, Heidi High, I thought. What did Spenlove do, then? What would Spenlove do? No, what did he do? We know he, what he, he would do. He popped up in it. No. He didn't write it. He did. He did Let's not... Let's check. Because he used to be a signalman. 
based on his life. Oh, for... I'm not joking. Well, uh, what, what, treating his, his uh, listeners with surly contempt? Oh, Dr Beeching. Is a BBC television sitcom Correct. written by David Croft and Richard Spenlove. Wikipedia says... Yeah, so David Croft... And Richard David, Spenlove. So David Croft wrote most of it. And, and Richard Spenlove. Okay, well, it was, it was, um, it was Bobbins. <laughs> Matt's on the line. It was, it was rubbish. But, but it's probably Who would have thought the railway wouldn't be... Probably uh, my fault for it being rubbish. Probably my fault as a viewer. Who would have thought the railway wouldn't be fertile ground for laughs? Matthew in Luton. Good morning, Matthew. Can I speak to you now? Hey, of course you can, buddy. Anytime. It says on my screen you've got a serious point to make. Well... That interview done with that young lady today that her husband got killed. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the best interview you've ever done. Well. And it really touched me and it, it made me feel so humble. And you should be proud of yourself. You mess about. You, the last 20 minutes have been an absolute disaster, messing about. But that interview has made you... I would put you up near Terry Wogan now. Hey, well, le- le- listen, let's not let's not get carried and away. Jonathan okay? Smith. Let's well let well let's not get carried away. She, listen, that was Leanne you're talking about, and um, it, the thing the thing uh, is, Matt, so with with stories like that, serious. with stories like that, there's nothing for me to do, is there? I mean, how no, could you not be no. touched by that that what that poor woman and yeah, her little boy you, have been you, through? You carried it well, and you 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 put it over well, and she was you made her feel at ease. No. That's what matters. And we don't care. People don't realise. We, we, we go to work and we come home, as you said. We're so lucky. We're yeah. so lucky. Yep. I'm over the club today and I will be talking about that today now. Well, listen, you're I very will, I will remind the guys and make them realise. You, you've really sparked me off. You're, you're, uh, I've done what to you? You've sparked me off. I don't know what that means. Is that good or bad? Good. You, you sparked me off. You've made me... I tell, what, tell you what. Speak. I tell you what. Because you're right. She, 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 it was an amazing story. I, I don't. Th- I have very little to do with that. It was her yes. telling a story in, in, in with the head held the same for me when Margaret went. Well, we, we all. Yes. Well, bless you. You're very kind. Yes. Um, listen, I can't handle compliments, Matt, and I can't handle. No, we, can we? Can we do? Can we? Can we? Can we bond? Will you bond with me? Can I bond you? Uh, a little bit, not too much. Let's let's have a little bit of bondage. You gonna sing? Jenny. You're going to sing with me, brother? Go on. I'll Here we go. Try. And he'll tell her he's working late. Working late again. But she knows too well something's going on. He's been exhausted. And she needs a friend. So her trembling fingers dial the telephone. I'll come in the chorus. All right, Hertz, I'll do this bit. Doing this again. He's the best friend that her husband ever knew. (laughs) When she's lonely, he's more than just a friend. He's the one. She loans her body to take it, man. Yeah. yeah. Dreams of nighttime lovers. Hoping no one else discovers. Here they go. What they do. In a secret hideaway. A daytime friends of nighttime lovers. And want to hurt each other. And they love in the nighttime. 
and make hands in the light of day. Can I be honest, Matt? Yes. That was absolutely bloody awful. Great. I love it. (laughs) Bye-bye. I thought he was quite good in bits. I got my own back on him at last. At last, Catherine. I've got revenge on an old widower. <laughs> I've got revenge. I win. I win. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. But radio kind of lost, didn't it? <laughs> Everybody else lost. <laughs> Everybody else lost. Uh, right. 03459 555 is the uh, telephone number. Could, do, I think after that, maybe we can have Shabba on after the, the, the news and the weather. Is that OK? Because it, it, we, it, we're going to, you know, find out what Hajj is. It might be a little bit inappropriate to go from yeah. me me pwning an old man. And let's be honest, I destroyed Matt then. I humiliated I... him. I pwned him. I tore him a new one, as they say, in, in, uh, in, in playgrounds around the world. Uh, and so to then go on to talk about Hajj after that might be a little bit... Yeah, I mean, you're good at the um, uneasy segues, but I think even that is a challenge. It's a little bit of a challenge. Shabba, stay there. Thank you for calling in. We'll come to you in a bit. 03459-455-555. Oh, I've made myself laugh by (laughs) by getting revenge on Matt. Um, Right, let's get the travel, shall we? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, there are delays from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. And in Hatfield, Cavendish Way is still closed westbound between College Lane and the Comet roundabout. On the A10, though, it is starting to ease off now. Around the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield, there was an accident and an oil spill there earlier on, causing delays on the A10 and the M25. But it's been all cleared out of the way, so it's starting to get a lot better. It is looking busy on the A1 southbound, though, between the Holiday Inn and the Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And on the M40, a bit further away, there's been an accident on the southbound carriageway, meaning it's closed between Junction 7 for Tame and 6 for Watlington, but it's causing northbound queues because there's a lane closed northbound towards Oxford from High Wycombe as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 8.45, Friday the 25th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The widow of a Hertfordshire builder, killed when a wall collapsed on top of him, says the suspended sentence handed out to his employers is not enough. British Muslim leaders have called for more safety training after more than 700 people died near Mecca yesterday. And Volkswagen will announce its new chief executive this morning following the emissions scandal. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a lovely day today. We've still got a few mist patches around. They should clear nice and quickly. There will be plenty of good spells of sunshine around with some more fair weather cloud bubbling up here and there as we head through the afternoon. Temperature-wise, it's been a rather chilly start. Temperatures haven't dropped well into single figures overnight, um, but we'll see them rise to probably around 16 or 17 degrees Celsius quite widely across the three counties as we head through into the late afternoon with the breeze a bit lighter than it was yesterday. Then it'll feel nice and pleasant in those spells of sunshine. Overnight, Tonight we do the whole thing all over again. Clear skies, staying dry of course and some more mist patches forming into tomorrow morning, particularly in the more sheltered valleys and um, we'll see lows of around 5 or 6 degrees Celsius I think again in some of the more rural spots. So really quite a chilly night tonight, a chilly start to the weekend but staying dry and settled. High pressure firmly dominating the weather not just over the weekend but also into next week so not a lot is going to change. By day we'll see plenty of good spells of sunshine. Temperature wise nothing spectacular but still a couple of degrees above the average 
average for the time of year. And then by night, it's going to feel quite chilly with some rather misty mornings. Sunday morning in particular, we could see some fairly dense mist and fog patches that could take their time to clear. But all in all, it's um, it's all good news for me, really. That's the, that's the weekend weather. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. Have a nice weekend. Pimple. Pimple, pimple. They are the eras that defined British music. Four remarkable young men from Liverpool. Next year, across BBC TV, radio and online, we're charting the pivotal moments in British music with the people's history of pop. And it's here that a curious phenomenon is manifesting itself. The cult is called punk, the music punk rock. So we're looking for your pop memorabilia. It could be a rare record, a treasured photo, or even a ticket stub to a legendary concert. Around the world, it's time... Sorry, BBC, you're not getting your hands on my memorabilia. Tell the story of no. British music from the 50s to the 80s. You're the BBC, you've got loads of rare stuff. History of pop website, bbc.co.uk slash people's pop. You're looking at my memorabilia. Go and, go and buy it off eBay yourself, cheeky gets. Uh, and thank you, Lucy. Lucy sent us a very nice text, which I don't think we need to go into, but um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, good, I'm glad. Thank you. Um, okay, Shabba's on the line. Morning, Shabba. Morning. So now, Hajj, I don't. Re- I know it's a pilgrimage, but I don't. I, 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 not being a particularly religious person, I don't get it. What is it? It's to uh, basically. It's um, Hajj was performed by the Prophet peace be upon him, and we are obliged to do it once at least in a lifetime. It's to um, repent, basically, get rid of all your sin, and you're a newborn person, so you can. Um, uh, Basically, just to say that you're newborn and you're. What happens if you don't do it? Nothing. You're not. So you're supposed to. If you're supposed to do it once in your lifetime and you don't do it, do you do you not go to heaven or something? No, no, no. It's 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 to repent. It's to clean your book. It's like you have a got a book of sins and you want to clean it as you go about doing. It's a way to clean your book of sins. But what I wanted to bring to your attention was... Well, more one, 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 more que- one more question, Shabba, yeah. then, sorry, then I'll, just one more question, because I'm genuinely fascinated, and this isn't me being flippant, I'm genuinely fascinated. Okay. Okay. So if I, if I go now at the age of 42, right, and, yeah. I, and I, I take this book of sins, which sounds like an awesome book, mine would be massive, yeah. and repent, <laughs> yeah. but then I come back here, and then I do all that, all that dirty stuff again, so then I've got a new book of sin. Yeah, and you can repent again. That's the great, great thing about Islam. You can, at any point... Repent and become clean. But I could, could I only repent by doing a Hajj? Yeah, you can repent by doing a Hajj. There's other pilgrimages as well, which okay. are more. Um, but what I wanted to bring into your attention was that you mentioned earlier on in regards to um, another pilgrimage, which has 20 million people in it. Uh, that is the one that is Iraq, and that's to com- commemorate the martyrdom of uh, Imam Hussein al-Islam, which is the grandson of the Prophet, peace be upon him. But you never, you never hear of that on the news, or you never ne- hear of that. I've anywhere. never heard of that apart from. Was it you yeah. that texted in earlier on? No, no, I haven't. Oh, texted okay, in. we had to, we had someone text in about it. I, I'd never heard of it. So hang on. So two million go to the Hajj, and twenty yeah. million go to this other one. Yeah, but 20 million is not just Muslims, it's like Christians, you have uh, people from other... Because if you look into the history of who Imam Hussein was, he wasn't just for Muslims, he was to, it was more of a figure for humanity, um, who showed people to rise up to oppressors, to tyrants, and uh, not give in to their way of thinking. Um, he he led a battle with his against about 30,000 soldiers, where there was about 72 people that were with him. 
Uh-huh. And uh, he didn't want to fight. They slaughtered, slaughtered Imam Hussein, the grandson, and everyone. But yet he ended up winning the battle because everyone remembers what he stood for. Who's that in the background? That's my little one. Oh, but how old's your little one? She's three. Oh. <laughs> three, three. I was sat. Do you know what? I picked my my um, uh, my three year old up from uh, nursery the other day. Right, first time I've been out. He started this year, and the first time I've been able to pick him up. And we went out and got some lunch. It's me and him. And um, he was just sat there, and he was talking utter nonsense. And I, it was it was just wonderful. I was just I just sat there watching him, and he was he was just doing this this kind of um, stream of consciousness kind of chat about nothing. And I just just sat there thinking, it don't get much better than this. And then yeah, no, and then I, my I toasted cheese sandwich came, and I took a bit into that and went, oh no, hang on a second, this is good. But um, but but um, seven hundred people have died at this 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 um, this yeah, thing. That is, That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. But that's the other thing. You've got 20 million people. There's no organization. Look at the situation in Iraq. There's, you know, there's, you've got the fighting going on and everything. But yet, you manage to, all the 25 million people get through this without anyone getting hurt or anyone getting killed. All right, well, whose fault is it then that these people died? Is it, is it the Saudis for arranging it badly? Is it the people themselves? Because now loads of people are coming out. I heard it on Five Live when I was driving in, saying, yeah. well, what we need to do is we need to, um, we need to train the Muslims that are going on a pilgrimage. They need to pass a course before they're allowed to go. Well, that sounds uh, crazy. Yeah, no, it is. Because, look, the ones that go in Iraq, they don't get no training. There's yeah. no facilities as the Saudis have. Like, Saudis have got loads of money to spend on facilities, etc. Iraq doesn't have that. I think the Saudi government needs to organise things better, have a proper set procedure for everything. I think it's the Saudi government that needs to take up the responsibility for this more than anyone else, Even not even the people. You, have you, you, have you people done it, Shaba? No, I haven't. Are you going to? Uh, hopefully one day. I'm I'm still filling out my book for the thing. <laughs> Good lad. You 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 uh, you go and buy a few more books and uh, you you get writing. Thank you, Shabba. I appreciate that. Oh three four five nine, four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. A lot of faff, isn't it? What's it's supposed to be faff? You're supposed to put yourself out. Otherwise, uh, it'd be uh, it wouldn't be a pilgrimage. What's, would it? what's wrong with just you know like uh, having a little prayer every now and then, being grateful for what you've got and helping people? There we go. That's that's the new religion. I've just started it. it no, you didn't start that. That was Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus guys. the praying. How did um, Bogus Journey go down? Uh, she said to me afterwards, and this is my now four-year-old, four yeah. today, she said to me, Mummy, I thought this um, film was going to be horrible. Yeah. But I said, but what do you think? She went, I liked it. She preferred the first one, did she? Yeah. That's, that's the general consensus, although I, I, I like to buck the trend. Well, the buck thing is, the trend. she likes the first one because she likes horrible one. history, so she recognises yeah. the characters. I mean, who's this guy? She didn't recognise Death or um, Evil Bill and Evil Ted. Death's in Horrible Histories. All right, mate, calm yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Evil Bill and Ted were a bit mind-bending <laughs> and scary. She was hiding behind me at certain points. When they're in hell, that was difficult to explain. Here we go, here we go. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We, we didn't get do the the fourteen year old um, having a puff on, on uh, an e cig. Well, it's a bit boring. Fourteen year old boy, and he's, he's done that thing where he's trying to grow a moustache. It's what we used to call back in the day bum fluff. That thing where you try. Sorry, and grow Kelly a just made a noise. I, I was agreeing. No, I didn't have your microphone on. Do it again. Oh. Mm. Thank you, Catherine. That thing where you try and grow a moustache when you're fourteen—that's called puberty, isn't it? Colin. Colin. It's called Colin. And <laughs> on it's Fossil Friday. Uh, it's it's what. Stop. It's what is it, Catherine? For 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 Fossil Friday. No, hang on a second. I've got to find out. It's not coming on. But what? It's on Fader Two. Okay, well, it's not it, coming it's, on. It's not Fossil Friday, Catherine. What is it, Colin? What? Hey, 
It's not fo- it's not Fossil Friday. What's the correct term? It is Fossil Friday. No, it's not. What's the correct name? I'm sorry, you've lost me. Hashtag Fossil Friday. That's it. <laughs> hashtag Fossil oh, Friday. You've got to put a hashtag. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Yeah, repeat after me. Hashtag Fossil Friday. 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 And one more time. Hashtag Fossil Friday. You haven't got his guts to come to the restaurant. Where's he come from? Colin. I don't know. Colin. Anyway, I was just ringing up. To uh, wish Little and um, Aww. Well, Kelly. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Shall I was we... going to. I was. I'm sure you'll you'll get it on iPlayer for her. Happy birthday oh. to you. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh. I think that now we have to stop you because yes. The lyrics to Happy Birthday are out of copyright now, so we're allowed to recite the lyrics to Happy Birthday. Mm. I still, I think the tune to Happy Birthday is still copyrighted. So we're in a, we're in a well, legal... Have you heard how he sings? I think we'll be fine. Is, will Little be at school now? Will she be listening? <laughs> She'll be you, at school. Catherine. She'll be at school. So there's no point in me playing a song for her. Do so it anyway. I'll, well, I I'll gonna, play it back. I was going to play this for her. Oh, here we go. Oh, true. She said, she said by the Beatles. Absolute cheer. But she's not listening. There's no point in me playing that for her, is there? No, not really. No, there's not. So um, I might as well play something for me then. Should I play something for me, You're Colin? So selfish. I am very... Yeah, if you are you, are you today? Oh, oh. Oh. Sing along, Colin. I don't know it. You just say pop a lot, OK? You'll, you'll get it when the chorus kicks in, all right? So you join in when you're ready, brother. Another minute to go, Colin. Keep going. You're joking. Come on. This is for a four-year-old, you miserable Scrooge. All right. Pop, 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 pop. Bit more, Colin. I think you're having a pop at me. There we go, Colin. Excellent stuff. Really I, might, I much prefer um, the other version of popcorn. Anyway, I'm going to Luton. Bye bye. And on that bombshell, Colin. Dear, dear. <laughs> it's been a very, very strange show today. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
There are still queues on the A10 southbound approaching the M25, but the accident there has been cleared out of the way and it's all fully open again, so it's moving a lot better than it was there and on the M25 anti-clockwise. In Hatfield, Cavendish Way is still closed westbound though, between Bishop's Rise and the Comet roundabout. And on the A414 westbound in Hatfield, there are queues because of that between the A1M at Junction 4 for Welling Garden City. On the M40, a bit further afield, there are long delays northbound because of an accident and a van and a lorry um, hit the central reservation, which is causing northbound queues between Junction 6 for Wellington and 7 for Tame and the carriageway is closed southbound at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. That's it, that's your lot. There'll be a podcast. I've got no idea what's in the podcast this week. We may have to completely rethink it after that show. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Catherine. Happy birthday, little un. Justin, get well soon and stop smoking for crying out loud. Not tomorrow, a week tomorrow, the new show with me and Catherine starts. Down the rabbit hole, Saturdays, midday. Week tomorrow, guys. Until Monday at 6 from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. We've made it. It's Friday. It's 9 o'clock and on today's big phone-in... Do you agree with Jeremy Corbyn that there shouldn't be any benefits cap? Last night, the Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn said families should be allowed to claim unlimited benefits. Mr Corbyn has called for the government to scrap the benefits cap, calling the policy devastating. The left-wing leader slammed the cap, saying it had been responsible for forcing families out of their homes as they could no longer afford to rent. Meanwhile, the Conservative Work and Pension Secretary, Ian Duncan-Smith, has said Corbyn's comments made it clear the Labour Party are not on the side of working people. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you agree with Jeremy Corbyn that there shouldn't be any benefits cap? Here's my telephone number for your call, 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'll take your calls on that in just a second. But first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, widow says building firm sentence is not harsh enough. Inquiry after hundreds killed at Mecca. And Hertfordshire singer releases new Bond theme. BBC Three Counties Radio. The widow of a Hertfordshire builder killed when a wall collapsed on top of him says the suspended sentence handed out to his employers is not enough. Gareth Jones from Welling Garden City died instantly in St Albans in 2013. Welling-based Linley Developments was yesterday fined £200,000. Its directors, Trevor Hyatt and Alfred Barker, were each given six-month sentences suspended for two years after pleading guilty to corporate manslaughter. Gareth's widow Leanne told BBC Three Counties she had hoped for a different outcome. I accept the, the comments that Judge Bright read out in court yesterday. I accept the reasons why he came to, to that decision because of, of the law. It's a very new law. The the full credit has to be given because they pleaded guilty, all this. It's justice, but it's not It's not harsh enough to me. It doesn't feel harsh enough. An inquiry has been ordered into how more than 700 people from around the world were crushed to death in a stampede outside the Muslim holy city of Mecca. The King of Saudi Arabia said there'd be a full review of the Hajj pilgrimage. So far, there are no reports of any British casualties. Khalid Anis is from the Islamic Society of Britain. His parents are at the Hajj. I think they're very tired and they may be a bit bruised. But yes, I think the vast majority of pilgrims out there will carry on and will go to completion. And however difficult a process it's been, I think people will carry on and people will go to the end because it is, it is invitation of a lifetime. 
for a lot of people and they will make sure that they see it through. Police are warning businesses in Bedfordshire with cash machines to remain vigilant. Beds police say that in recent days and weeks, a number of large agricultural and high-powered vehicles have been stolen, which may suggest possible ram raids. They say cash machines in rural areas are usually targeted. Volkswagen will announce its new chief executive this morning following the emissions scandal. Yesterday, the government said some diesel cars in this country would be retested. The new James Bond theme, sung by Hertfordshire's Sam Smith, has been released this morning. Writings on the wall is for the upcoming movie Spectre, filmed at Pinewood in Buckinghamshire. More from Colin Patterson. Has the right-